This podcast is sponsored by JList.com. On JList.com, you can shop from a constantly evolving catalog of anime merchandise such as toys and books, Japanese snacks, anime computer games, and so much more. Support this podcast and visit JList.com for all of your anime shopping needs. This is my opinion. I think Mewtwo would be pretty effed in the sack. Like, yeah. I think he yeah, would no, be like, twisted. I think he would be the Christian Gray of Pokemon. Well, I haven't also, even read Fifty Shades of Grey. He would mess with you psychically, too. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. He would pull some, like, Dr. Manhattan stuff where it's, like, just a bunch of him. That'd be creepy. But, or hot. But or ha- hot. I yeah. mean. I wow, Chiaki has a Mewtwo fetish. O- otaku, here. <laughs> otaku Joe in the chat says Tangela. All the tentacles. <laughs> All the tentacles. Ciao, minasan. You are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aaapodcast.com. And now, here are your anime addicts. Hello and welcome to the 280th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. The podcast that is dedicated to one thing. Making your anime addiction worse, people. Uh, That it is. (laughs) I was like, who's she going to throw to? I don't know. I don't know. Whoever stepped (laughs) up. I'm Chiaki and... Helping me out with that was Mitsugi. Say hello. How you doing, people? We have a really good episode for you today. We're talking Pokemon. I still don't understand that. It's like, I'm waiting for the day where where we're like... Yeah, we kind of threw this together. It's going to be awful, you guys. We, we never throw it together. This is a whole week a week in the making every time. Yeah, so, usually. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I also have Cosmo. Oh, man, guys. I'm so excited. You know, my whole life, I've just wanted to be the very best. Like no one ever was? It's true. To catch them is my real test. And what's your cause? to talk about well, anime. You know what? It's a shame that you, that you never were the best because every time a new game comes out, there's some little Japanese kid on a schoolyard ready to kick your ass. Wow. <laughs> That's so true. That's, uh, yeah. All right. So you can find us at aaapodcast.com, iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, at aaapodcast, or at aaakazuo and at Elise Kova. That's me. YouTube.com forward slash user forward slash aaapodcastofficial, where we broadcast Sundays at 4 p.m. EST and 9 p.m. GMT, as well as our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash aaapodcast. Patreon! Sorry. (laughs) Gotta pledge it all. That's going to happen a lot today. (laughs) I'm I'm trying to follow with this. (laughs) So uh, so speaking of Patreon, I had a funny story to tell. So I I went home to West Virginia... The other, uh, a couple weeks ago, I'm the land, the land of wooden teeth, and um, you know, no <laughs> land of nothing. Yes, yes. Did you hear a banjo? Uh, yes, I did. Wow. They, they broadcast banjo music <laughs> across the entire state. <laughs> I drove through on West PDA. Virginia once. So I'm sitting on the airplane. Kept aer- driving. I hope. It's okay. Terrifying. So I'm sitting on the airplane, right? And I'm trying to get all my electronic devices, you know, organized because I can't be bored on the airplane. Were I'll go you crazy. The only person in the airplane. No, it was, it's, it was, the plane was going to the plane was going to Atlanta. Oh, okay, okay. So oh, okay. we're not quite in redneck land yet. So I'm sitting there, and, I, and I'm getting my phone all set up to play music or whatever. And I, I, I had been messing with my volume settings all week because at work I'm not allowed to have my phone on, but I've turned it on anyway and just put it on complete silent. So 
I've got my headphones on, and I realized that I'm getting these text messages. Like, I got like four or five of them real quickly. And I had been messing with the text, with the ringtones and text tones for the Patreon. And I didn't realize, but I was sitting there with my headphones on, and it had been playing Cheeky. Did, <laughs> did it touch your vagine? <laughs> oh, no. And that, yeah. is, that is my favorite. Yeah, and so it took me a while to figure out that they were that that was happening. So it was just like this, right? It was like chicken. Did they touch our vagine? Just like that. And, chicken. Um, did they touch our vagine? Just over and over. And I look over, and there's this old lady staring at me, and she's got this little kid with her, and they're both staring at me like, "What is? What in the hell is wrong with you?" And I'm like, "Triple A ringtones, bitches." <laughs> did you tell that to the old lady? No, I just ignored her and pretended like she wasn't human. I was like, you're going to be dead in two years anyway, so I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, at least you don't have to be embarrassed for much longer. (laughs) Oh, my God. So if you guys want to be embarrassed on airplanes and other situations, you can support us on Patreon and get ringtones. You can also have that, and you can have it follow up with, where did my panties go? Where did my panties go? Oh, I I messed up my own inflection a little bit. You just don't know yourself well enough, Chuck. You gotta step it up. I gotta, I gotta get that method acting or something. So today on the podcast, we are going to have, if you couldn't tell already, Pokemon, Pokemon. everything. <laughs> this is, this is it, you guys. This is the Pokemon episode where we talk about Pokemon. Oh, and oh, and we're taking live callers. We are gonna take live callers. So if you are watching live and want to call in, you should know my Skype by now is AAA Chiaki. We expect you to call in on Skype and have a Pokemon-related story. Yes. Tell your stories. Do not bore me. <laughs> Do not or bore me. Or you will die. Too. And then, so because this is the Pokemon episode, we are going to re- do a review on Your Lie in April. It makes sense. <laughs> totally oh. makes sense. Shigatsuaki Minouso. And I'm going to play a condensed version of uh, Chopin's Grand Voss Brilliant. Yes, Mitsugi is going to show you, off a bit. Are you going to like break up and break out into like a flop sweat as you do it and start <laughs> crying? Well, if I was trying to show off, I would do I would play Unsuspiro or 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 Chopin Scherzo, but I don't want to bore people. Those pieces are just too long. I, I never realized how much pianist sweat that's a bunch of bullshit it's not <laughs> like, actually wow true. they're really There's, working up that's there. not really true <laughs> we'll get into that later uh, <laughs> all right we have a five-star review submitted by anataya 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 good job so been searching for a regular anime podcast and finally found a winner thanks i uh, love the hoke love the hosts and topics covered keep up the great work Winner, very, winner, short, chicken top, very short five-star review there. So we're a regular anime podcast? I don't know if I like that. Well, It's I, good to be regular, Kazuo. Trust me. True. It's much better to be a weekly podcast than to be a podcast that just decides, oh, you know, it's been 14 weeks. We just want to put an episode out. Whatever. <laughs> There's quite a few of those, actually. Trivia. This week's answer was Anohana. Those who got it correct were Alchemist 007, Nelly 1876, Astrophysics, and Icy Rose. And the winner was Alchemist 007. So congratulations. Our theme remains hands. That is the most difficult theme ever. You know. Just pictures of hands. It's really difficult. Just pictures of hands. So what is the in-show trivia question? I, li- I enjoyed this one. The in-show trivia question. So if you want to play along with our in-show trivia question, we'll give you the answer at the end of the show. Our question to you is, what is the name of the game in the anime Dot Hack Sign and others in which players continually fall into comas, trapping them in the game? <laughs> trapping them. 
such a trap. Yeah, so dot hack. Love it. Yep. Forum members, welcome to the forums. Fit Nat, Dave Tactics, Ad Sayo 2015, Cloud Chaser, Danger Squell, and Chiochan. Chiochan, hmm. I'm going to do that because oh, cooking is man. so fun. And now it's time to take a break and, and see, see what, what we, we have, have done. done. Indeed. Oh, my gosh. So. Yeah, I don't, ever, I don't really have a pick this week. I don't know. I'm going to go with Cloud Chaser. Oh. Well, oh. okay, then I'll go with Fit Nat, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to go with someone. <laughs> All right. So we've talked about this for the past, like, two years. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but it gets it continues to be, be, to be a story. Back on episode 117 of the podcast, I stated that the Japanese yen would be experiencing massive depreciation over the next decade. That was like that episode happened like I don't know three years ago. So uh, amazingly, but little did you know that recently there was some really good a really good job report in the United States that pushed the yen to a 13-year low against the U.S. dollar. So you the U the yen is now 125.5 yen to the dollar as uh, as of today, which is June 7th, 2015. And it has not been that low in 13 years. So, in other words, at this point, to, to right now, it is cheaper to go to Japan for vacation than it has been in 13 years. So, I expect that it's going to keep getting cheaper. But those of you that have always wanted to go to Japan but could never afford it, and you guys are really lucking out right now because it's becoming cheaper and cheaper to, to get over there and do things that you couldn't do previously. So everything's like half as expensive as it was four years ago. It's just insane. Yeah. And and I, I don't know when it's going to stop. I actually, like, I personally don't have any idea when the depreciation train is going to end. So um, so the other thing is that it's kind of sad, but the the for those of you that were going over, that were planning on going over to Japan to teach English, mm-hmm. the the salaries of English teachers... The, the dollar equivalent of those salaries has become really ridiculously low. I mean, four years ago, when I first considered going over to Japan to teach English, a salary for at Interac was about $30,000 a year. Okay? So, but today, because of the exchange rate, this, the salary of that same job is only $21,500 a year. That's... That is basically the poverty line for a U.S. household with three people. Now, let me ask you this. Wow. Um, with these jobs, I know with, like, I think the JET program, housing is often provided or at least subsidized. Is that the case with these jobs? No. Most of them, no. That's absurd. Like, how? I can't even... And there's usually no kind of benefits or anything like that. I mean, you get, like, national health insurance yeah. and whatnot, but like, you do have to pay for that. Like, even 30000 annually is like that's about as little as if, you would want to make if you're smart to survive Kazo, if, if, you're, if you're smart with your money yeah. in japan you can still have money to go to the, to go to that opub and that soap land if you wanted to okay i'll pat you on the shoulder here okay but you can still do it guys. but you will have nothing keep left ho- when you come back keep hope alive don't save your money i mean yeah. whatever you save to take back to the states with you is going to get massacred by the exchange right. rates so you might as well just spend so just it on go there ball outrageous spend it on breasts spend and debauchery all right. I mean, if you don't do that, the friggin' exchange rate's going to take it from you. The other thing I wanted to mention is that the cost of labor for animation, mm. even like, you know, you know how animation houses are outsourcing to Korea? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That labor is more expensive now than it has been at any point in the last 13 years. Why is that? Because the yen is weak. 
It's weak against all currencies, oh, not just I the see. dollar. So, well, I mean, so that could be a good thing for, uh, you know, keeping jobs, you know, in, in Japan. Perhaps. Because it'd be cheaper to just hire Japanese people than outsource it to Korea. But I think that, in my mind, it just means that there's no cheap alternative. There's, there's less of a cheap alternative yeah. for animation houses, which I don't know if that's going to... I don't know how many animation houses are going to get pushed out of business because they can't afford to pay the labor. Well, I, don't know. I don't know. It's interesting because, what was it, Hideaki Anno recently was discussing in a, a news outlet about how he doesn't see anim- anime being a thing at all in the next like decade. Yeah. We discussed this on the last episode. Yeah. He's just a hater. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not, uh, you can't come, I mean, to completely eliminate no, I, a medium. I, I is agree. Not happen, but. I, I completely agree with that. I think saying not at all is too extreme and, and, and I'm, I'll mirror your sentiments there. I just think it's interesting that, those sentiments are coming from someone in the industry. Right. And then we have all of this stuff going on with the exchange rate and whatnot. So it's, it's interesting. Hmm. Anyways. Yeah, we'll see where that goes. I mean, if, if the yen goes to 150 in the next two years, you might have some serious problems for Japanese animation houses. Yeah. But we'll have to see where that goes. So, I mean, 30 years ago, it was 200 to the dollar. So if that happens, it could be, it could be catastrophic. So... Yeah, so the character battle is still raging on. It's a never-ending battle of blood and gore and anime <laughs> characters killing each other. A never-ending story. Oh, wait. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm happy to announce, as I expected, that there are no longer any perfect brackets in the character battle. So, Nomzy Womzy Lomzy made it an impressive 23 matches or something. It's crazy. I mean, that's unbelievable. An, unbelievable, an unbelievably good job. But as of right now, my money is safe. There will be no plane trips. There will be no hundred dollars coming out of my pocket, you know. So I'm very, I'm very, I feel very happy about that. Uh, at the last time when we did this, I can't remember what match we were on, but if I just go back a few of these matches, we had uh, Homura from Madoka was up against Migi from Parasite, and that was a fairly close match. But Homura in the end ended up dispatching Migi. So goodbye, Migi. You're no, you're you're no longer with us. Naruto easily defeated Lad Russo. I don't even know how Lad Russo makes it into these contests. He always is there. People must just love Bacano. He's he's a pretty messed up character. I mean, like I can kind of see it, but but then no one first, votes for him ever. He's first round fodder. He's fodder. Yeah, but everyone I mean, everyone likes him, but then it's like when he's put up against other characters, they're just like, oh, I like you, Lad, but not enough. Yeah, I, well, I'm, yeah, I'm also surprised that he makes it into the into he's these lame. things at all because I mean. I mean, Bacano is a great, sh- a great anime, but I don't know if it's necessarily standing the test of time. As far as like, I don't think people are into it as much now as they were when it came out. Uh, you know, I would agree all. with that, but I wouldn't phrase it as standing the test of time because I think if you went back and watched it, right. it, it would stand the yeah, test of time. Yeah, like I'm that sure way. the show yeah. is still just as good. I, I just mean that um, it, it's not as popular as it once was, and it seems to have dropped off pretty drastically. Yeah. The uh, we all thought that Ichigo from Bleach versus Kenshin would be an interesting match. Right. Kenshin demolished. That's what I'm talking Kenshin about. Kenshin demolished Ichigo. It was not close. You Bleach fans just f- continually fail to show up when it matters. Goku, Goku easily beat uh, Misaka from from Toadu Kagaku no Railgun, mm. so that was kind of expected. As it should have been, yeah. Vash uh, had the most lopsided victory in the whole contest, beating Char Anzabel eighty-two percent to eighteen percent. Wow! No one likes no one likes Gundam. Oh, poor fact. Char! I love you. Ippo Ippo was beating Satsuki from Kill a Kill for about ninety percent of that match, and then she came back at the end and beat Ippo by about four no. votes. 
So Satsuki <laughs> beat Ippo, and that's where we and that's where we are right now with uh, the new the, the current match is Jotaru Kujo from from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure versus Utena Tenjo from. And everyone knows Utena is so much better, and she's losing. Yeah, of, of course. course. I know. So, can't believe Ippo lost, but not it's not a super huge landslide like I thought it might be. Yeah, Ippo was ahead the whole time, and then just couldn't hang on. Sucks. So I demand a recount. People, Sorry. people. I can't even rant. All, all I can think of when I think of Satsuki is incestual rape scenes because that's all I can remember from Kill a Kill. So, shouldn't that be what you think about when you think about her mom, though? Um, like, she's in those scenes too. Yeah, but she's raped. the one being raped. Like that's so <laughs> effed up. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Your that's... character is defined by the fact that you were raped, and you like that is dark. <laughs> God, it's damn. time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. 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 M -m -m Mailbag. Bag, 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 bag. You see how I cut you off there? I did. You, yeah, I did, actually. <laughs> so if you would like to submit a mailbag, you can do so on our website, www.aaapodcast.com. Yeah, beautiful website. <laughs> made by the now, made by the beautiful like, Now the flattery starts. He doesn't want to want to address it. <laughs> he's like, let's along. Now the flattery begins. I, I just cuts here. me I off, just, cuts me off again. Look, then... it was my mistake for bringing up incestual rape in the first place, so we're just going to kind of move along from that. No, so. I I'm I'm good with moving along. Okay, so I now I I now relinquish control of the podcast back to Chiaki. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to read the first mailbag if that's a Good sure, with yeah, you, guys. you do that, and I'm going to eat bacon. So that bacon tastes like foot. We are going to eat the Church of Mitsuki's new Cajun marinated bacon. That tastes oh like my foot. god! What do you think, Kazuo? Does, does it taste like foot? Um, uh, you know that's hard to say. Um, I've had a lot of feet in my time, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it it tastes good. It's like a, a slight uh, kick to it. The um, you know, obviously uh, it's Cajun flavored, so you've got that, but it's very subtle. I like it. Not a fan. So, Intrigued Isaiah writes, Hey, AAA podcast. I really enjoy the it's show. Isaiah. Isaiah. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Sorry. You got I Japanese on us. <laughs> Isaiah. I really enjoy the show, and you're definitely making my anime addiction worse. Please keep up the good work. My question is, what are things in America that can be uh, hard or can be hard to find or that can be hard to find in Japan? An example, uh, maybe Arizona iced teas. That is oddly specific. Are you really into Arizona I iced teas? I must have iced tea. <laughs> I they want to visit Japan one day, so I want to see, hear about things that I'm going to have to get away from the trip. Get away from the trip? Uh, even. Even. Oh, no, there's more down here. Even though the whole point is to get away um, from the old and try something new, I was still curious. Thanks for the great podcast. Um, okay. My <laughs> biggest thing was cheese. Cheese. <laughs> They don't heard, have cheese over there. I've also heard peanut butter. Yeah, they have yeah. it, but it's not very good. You can get Skippy. That's the only thing you can find, and you can get like a tiny jar for like six bucks. But like craft singles are like eight singles for five dollars, oh and that's it. Like it's that cheese or camembert. They don't know they that there are other camembert cheeses. Camembert cheese sucks. What is camembert? It's, it's a shitty ass cheese. Let's just move on. It's like a soft cheese, like a. a I don't know, in the Brie family, I guess. Okay, so Chiaki went right for cheese. That's fascinating. Cheezaki. And on the outline, and the outline, I have written medicine <laughs> and quality toothpaste and deodorant. 
So like I'm I'm going for the things you need to live, and Chiaki's like, <laughs> I want cheese. I'm going for the things I need to live. Oh my god, cheese. Yeah. So a lot a lot of Western medicine is illegal in Japan due yeah. to the fact that they have really stringent FDA regulations. But don't worry, you can get medicine that has opiates in it. Yeah, the, you, yeah. Wait, that has op? What? <laughs> it's true. The, there's um, this pill called Brawn. There's a there's a bottle there's a drug called Brawn that's for that's for colds and stuff, and I actually have a bottle of that here yeah. at, at my condo and it has really low grade levels of like what is it hydro hydrocodone in it so mm. you definitely can, can get a high off of that but you can't buy benadryl that's yeah. illegal or nyquil you, or nyquil that's illegal mm. or if, like you can't basically buy anything so if you need medicine in japan if you have to have it you're going to struggle with that especially yeah. if it's some kind of strange prescription medicine maybe you have like a heart condition or something you're going to have to get all that shit approved. And a lot of medicines, like, they don't really have pharmacies over there. Like, they have, like, a pharmacy that has a few things, like, over the counter. But as far as, like, a Walgreens where you take something to a pharmacist and drop it off and then, you know, get it a couple days later, like, that's the doctor. So a lot of doctors, even to get, like, refills, you have to go back and have another doctor's appointment just to get it's your refills. Now, I've also heard that... Um, sizes of things like clothing and shoes can be very difficult to yeah. acquire for those that are maybe larger, you know, and, and by larger, I don't mean like giant people, but just like the average Japanese person is not well, no, very I, tall, not very big. I, I had a problem and, and I'll just be like straight up real here. I had a problem with shirts because mm. I could find shirts in like medium or larges that would fit me around the waist. But I mean, I'm a D cup. Mm. So like, whoa, finding, <laughs> Is is that is that not <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So so I mean just being real, like like I would have to get an extra extra large to fit me in the chest for Japanese. Oh shit <laughs> And like so I either could fit in the, the waist and in the stomach and then be like busting out obscenely or I could or I could fit in the chest right. and then have everything else be a giant sack. Right. Um speaking of giant sacks <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Um I've also well no this would be we might have to say that one for a hentai episode. <laughs> oh my god okay so um I've also heard so uh toothpaste yeah and uh, dbz akj in the chat says heroin is okay but god forbid benadryl yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really ridiculous <laughs> that's really oh how it kind god. of goes um so but toothpaste doesn't usually have fluoride in it so if you want to have actual toothpaste that won't that won't make your teeth rot out you need to go for uh you know you need to bring your own toothpaste and Deodorant usually does not have antiperspirant. You know, I actually read online that the toothpaste thing was a myth. Bullshit. I don't know for sure, but I read online that it was. So, also, they don't really have Mexican food, period. Oh, God, no. That goes back to the whole no cheese thing. I was I was told that they opened up Taco Bell, but that the Taco Bell didn't have any beans. Like, what the hell kind of Taco <laughs> Bell is that? No beans? Are you kidding? Mexican food without the beans. How do you, in the hell, do you eat, do you eat like Tex-Mex without beans? Really, really the best thing to do if you're a foreigner living in Japan is figure out where your closest Costco is. And yep. then... Move there. Go there. <laughs> or Move go right close. Because you can get all the stuff you need that like Americans would usually use at yeah. the Costco. You can usually get like the American brands too with deodorant that has antiperspirant in it and stuff like that. So. Of course, you won't be able to afford it. No, I'm just kidding. And, you should be able to. And you can get real Not pizza. on a teacher's budget. 
Actually, that's a great point. Think about this: all those imported goods that are going to be that are going to be brought into Costco. You know, you know, they're all imported, right? Yeah. All that shit's going to get more expensive because because of the exchange rate. Oh, it is. That mm. stuff's because it's going to cost more money for Costco to import it, so they're going to have to charge right. more money for it. So that stuff might not be affordable pretty soon for those English teachers. I don't know. It's it sucks. So the next mailbag is a is a thesis. So oh, I'll read it. This is a doom and gloom episode. No, it's not. I shared my cup size. She shared there her cup go. size. It's n- so all is well. All is well in the world. <laughs> and the, and the live chat has something to talk about for hours. Neon Genesis writes: One thing I've always wondered about with anime is if everyone hates filler in episodes, why don't they just have anime shows that catch up with the original manga and then go into reruns for a few months to allow the manga to catch up instead of creating original content? You see this happen all the time with American TV shows like True Blood and Game of Thrones, where the show goes into reruns after the season is done, adapting a book, and then they allow more time for the author to get caught up with writing the story, and then they adapt the next book to in, in, in the following season. I'd, I'd, it'd allow the manga author the same amount of time to catch up with, and fans of the show who, ha- who might have missed some episodes during the, the pre- during the premiere run could have the chance to catch up on them it's not like anyone really cares about filler, so why does Japan seem to hate the concept of the rerun? That was a lengthy letter there. It was very lengthy. Let's sum it up in one question. Why don't animes show reruns? They actually do. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, personally, I never watched, I never watched anime on TV in Japan because it's just too expensive to have Japanese TV, but the... I, I, but when I did see it, it was reruns of Bleach, reruns of One Piece, reruns of Lupin the Third, Lupin reruns of Sazai San. All that stuff was old. So, hmm. I mean, the the Lupin stuff was from like the seventies. Yeah. So then, why? I mean, obviously, this is only an issue for like long running series. You know, like your Bleaches and your Naruto's and things like that. So, I mean, why don't they just take a season? Show reruns and then come back when they actually have some original well, content. I mean, some do. I think. I think more often than not, you'll just if they're not going to show filler. I feel like you'll just see anime just kind of stop and say, "All right, guys, we're going to have the next season when we're ready for it," which is what you saw Attack on Titan do. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's move the boulder for five episodes. Well, I, I I meant more like the waiting between the first season and second season for more manga, but. You know, I think I don't. I don't have any proof of this, but I think a lot of the time the, the studios just have to fill contractual obligations. Mm-hmm. They're obligated to provide a certain number of episodes. And yeah. they can't just stop and, and I start guess playing reruns. Maybe I, I mean that's I'm, what the that that's what the recap episode is for. Yeah, right. Well, maybe they've done research into it and they've seen that people are more likely to watch filler episodes than reruns of old episodes. I mean, who knows? It could I, be. I would assume, but who knows? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, next question. Comes. Next question. Can I read this one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, because I haven't read anything at all this entire episode. Aww. Aww. No one loves me. I love you. No, I'm just kidding. All right, so uh, next letter comes from Califi or Califi. Hmm. Here in America, we have television content catered for, for babies, like Baby First with programming about shapes, colors, numbers, etc., and toddlers like Sprout with slightly more advanced content for learning manners, reading, problem solving. Do they have this kind of content in Japan? Is any of it anime? Has anyone worked to get 
some of it dubbed here, English, so I can introduce some Japanese content to my son earlier on instead of waiting until he is older and being stuck watching Pokemon. Hey, don't talk bad about Pokemon. Hey, this is and not the episode to be talking shit on Pokemon. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> so I'm stuck watching Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! or Shudder, Dragon Ball Z. Oh, Wait oh, a shit. minute! What? That is it? Out! <laughs> not even You've here. been kicked out by Kazuo. <laughs> Don't you dare! Is it weird to say that I just want more balls? Some Dragon Balls. Dragon That's Balls, God damn it! And Pokeballs. So, so you know, okay. Well, maybe, maybe I'm gonna give Calfee the benefit of the doubt, and and maybe that they're saying, you know, they can't introduce Dragon Ball Z to their kid. To don't yeah. see why not. I why not? I had <laughs> like I, I had like five year olds trying to kill each other with like Kamehamehas and shit. It's all sounds good to me. All right. Well, I am going to just answer the question. I completely recommend the NHK. It's a public broadcast station and it has a lot of programs that are like wholesome and designed to for like bettering people in the communities. Like the NHK has news and the NHK has like a midday aerobics for like old people and stuff like that. So like it's it's a channel that has a bit of Just everything. Watch Dragon Ball <laughs> and it's basically like PBS here in the States. Um, on their website, NHK World Premium, they have a program lineup, and it's in English, the, the program lineup, the descriptions, and the time, and the titles of the shows. So if you Google NHK World Premium Children's Shows, it should be the first hit, and some of the shows that they have are like With Mother, which has like puppet show, music, cartoons, children's gymnastics, fun with English. And this could be a good one because it's geared to teaching English to like little kid, like babies and introducing them to them to English. And of course, their mothers at the same time. So it could be a really good uh, language learning opportunity. And I think that's that would be the same for all of this. I mean, if you want to introduce your, your child to this, why not make it an opportunity to also introduce language at the same time rather than just looking for something that's dubbed or whatnot? If you want your kid um, to learn English in Japan, just get them an English teacher as a tutor because that tutor that teacher needs some money. There you go. Okay. <laughs> well, this is in the States. So oh. this is someone who's in the States wanting to introduce their child, or, or I assume in the West, I can't say the States, but wanting to introduce their child to Japanese. I think to she Japanese. said they were in the States. Were they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, here, here in, in America. Here in America. So um, Fun With English is another one. There's like Let's Whiz Kids TV, which is a more fun show where the TV warriors and viewers work along together to solve weekly problems and fun with Japanese. So again, kind of that this is a show about learning correct Japanese while having fun with words for like kids and like kids and toddlers so and there are a lot more than just these those are some i pull out pulled out if you're looking for something that's maybe less on the educational side and more on the kind of fun side and these are a little bit older so i i guess it would be like dora the explorer compared to like spongebob squarepants um i'd recommend cheese sweet home sazai san crayon shinchan but not the dub the yeah, dub. not the dub with the ass dance. <laughs> the dub, well, I mean, the ass dance is still in the Japanese version, but they they. Well, here's an issue. Very different. If this kid's watching subbed anime and it's a toddler. No, I'm saying this is an as an opportunity to expose them to Japanese language learning. Oh, okay, okay. I was gonna say I'm like, yeah. the kid's not gonna be able to read the subs probably. She's she's sweet home. I think there might be a dub. Um, and then Doraemon is another one that may have a dub too, or there might be a movie that was dubbed or whatever, but all of these would be 
like baby toddler and young child age where some of them may have doves some of them may just be a really great opportunity to expose uh, your child to japanese and maybe help that along right early. unless if you want your child to be cool you will get them to watch dragon ball z that's right <laughs> And so, then they can fit in with the other kids in the elementary school. That's what I'm saying. I mean, this is all, like, you know, learning is important and whatnot. But I, I, I just don't think Japanese, like the Japanese <laughs> values to me, what I know of them, I don't feel like the Japanese culture really uses television as a means of educating and crafting the minds of extremely young children. I completely agree with that. They're not, they're not, they don't expect people to slap their kids down in front of television when they're three years old and teach them through TV. That is not, Jap that is, Japan is way too, like, traditional and rustic for that. But that being said, there are some shows. I mean, there yes. is daytime TV that you'll find a lot of these will be in kind of the early morning blocks where it's like, mom tv the husband's she got the husband out of the house and now she's with the baby or uh -huh. the toddler and just the boyfriend's coming over <laughs> no. i can't i can't with both the of english you. the english tutors coming over what, what i mean is that like you know how we used to have the count the count that would count like things and teach you numbers and stuff one, on sesame street two one two uh, that, uh, uh, i don't uh, i don't think that exists really each knee each knee son I mean, there's a lot of programming like that in America, and I just don't think that same breadth of programming exists in Japan. That's why it's too rustic. The single mother in Japan, no, no, yeah, the mother in Japan needs to hire herself an English tutor. Yeah, a nice young man. Uh huh. With with come, nice arms. You know, just and to a come broad over, chest. You know, maybe wearing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Squirtle T-shirt, or maybe wearing nothing <laughs> to come over yeah. and teach her teach her what it's all about. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Moving along. And going forward. So we're going to take a short anime news break. And then when we come back, we have our Pokemon everything topic. This Pokemon. is the topic that we're going to catch them all. We're going to be the very best. We're going to be the one. We're going <laughs> to catch, catch that 151st Pokemon because that's all there are. Like 700. Um, and then later on, get your tissues ready because we are going to have a review of Shigatsuwa. Kiminoso or your lie in April. So stay tuned. Hey, all you anime addicts, this is Chiaki, and this is your anime news break. First up, for you Noah Zero fans out there, Anaplex of America has recently announced the details of its home video release of the first season of Noah Zero. The company will be releasing the first 12-episode season on both Blu-ray and DVD in two sets. The sets will include Japanese and English audio with English and Spanish subtitles. The first set will be released on July 21st and the second set on October 27th. Pre-orders for both volumes start on June 8th. Now last week I talked about an interesting approach to a J-Rock concert that a J-Rock band was taking. It was the Women in Swimsuits Only concert, which I'm sure you have to remember me mentioning. Well now a very notable J-Pop singer who contributed a number of anime theme songs PM Revolution will be holding a men-only concert in Okinawa in August. 
does beg to be mentioned that this is not the first men-only concert that TM Revolution has held, but the last male concert was in 2012. In some other news for those of you in America who would love to see more public transportation and better public transportation, well, Maryland Governor Larry Hogan has got your back. He recently took a trip to Yamanashi to try out Japan's record-breaking Maglev, which stands for Magnetic Levitation Bullet Train. There were executives from the Baltimore-Washington Rapid Rail, LLC, BWRR, who enjoyed a 27-mile-long ride. Afterward, Hogan said, there is no question that this is the future of transportation and is headed back to Baltimore with the intention of bringing the technology stateside. If you're wondering what the specs on the Maglev train are, well, it can travel upwards of 374 miles an hour. And if it's anything like the Shanghai Maglev that I've been on, it is a pretty smooth ride. In other news, for those of you who love to draw, Wacom of America has your back. Wacom is the very famous Japanese tablet maker that makes some awesome, and I speak from personal experience, drawing tablets. The American branch of Wacom has teamed up with mangaka Masoko Matsuki of Aniga Rival and publisher Manga University to create a series of how-to-draw manga instructional videos. In the first video, Matsuyuki teaches viewers how to draw a character with a happy expression using a Wacom Intuos Manga Pen Tablet. Now, if you still love to draw but don't have a Wacom tablet, I still recommend checking out the video because it's fun to watch great artists at work and the principles remain the same whether you're on digital or your good old-fashioned pen and paper. This was Chiaki and this was your Anime News Break. Don't go anywhere because we'll be back to the show soon. Cram, is that a... Uh, Pikachu wearing a Totoro costume and a Totoro wearing a Pikachu costume. <laughs> yeah, you like it? Like it? It's like the best shirt I've ever seen. Where did you get it? Anime convention? Oh, wait, no. Cool store by your house in Japan, right? Uh, actually, I ordered it online. Really? Where? One of those custom t-shirt shops? No, JList.com has them. JList has a bunch of cool t-shirts, hoodies, and even modern and traditional Japanese fashion like kimono. So it's everything from anime to just Japan. Look, I got this kill a kill long sleeve for winter. <laughs> Cram, that's so you. Cram, they even have cosplay on here. You bet. School uniforms, socks, even the school-style swimsuits you see in anime. JList even sells magazines. I bet you'd like some of their cosplay and fashion magazines sent to your door. You know me so well, Cram. It's been hard enough keeping up with the Japanese fashion back here in the States. Well, you can buy one issue of some magazines. Others, they have a subscription service to get the most current issue each month. Well, if you'll excuse me, I think I need to spend some time on J-List now. Shop away. Hi there, my name is Spike Spencer. I'm the voice of Shinji Akari and many other crazy bastards. And I am an anime addict. <laughs> And we're back to the 280th, 80th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. The podcast where I still can't talk. 
<laughs> 280 episodes, and we still can't talk. <laughs> we'll figure this out eventually, Amazing. you guys. Amazing. I'm so excited um, about this episode. Are you? Yes. So, so can we get it out of the way right now? Sure. I kind of want to get it out of the way. If you could have sex with which one Pokemon, which one would it be? Is that what? what we're getting out of the way? Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. That was... What is your what are you thinking about? That was uh, That was so inappropriate. Anyways. Wow. <laughs> we are in for a fun after party though, you guys. We're doing our after party this episode. No, and, but seriously, uh, which Pokemon would it be if you had to So <laughs> this is the question that was asked in the chat. Well we already we already talked about so pre the episode we were talking <laughs> about if having sex with Pokemon was bestiality. And we debated that. And then I, I said so. and then I said, This is my opinion. I think Mewtwo would be pretty effed in the sack. Like yeah. I think he yeah, would no, be like twisted. I think he would be the Christian Gray of Pokemon. Well, I haven't also, even read Fifty Shades of Grey. He would mess with you psychically too. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. He would pull some like Doctor Manhattan stuff where it's like just a bunch of him. That'd be creepy. But, or hot. But or hot. I yeah. mean. I wow, Chiaki has a Mewtwo fetish. Oh, Otaku, oh, here. <laughs> Otaku Joe in the chat says Tangela. All the <laughs> All tentacles. The tentacles. <laughs> wow. This. This topic was not supposed to derail I'm so sorry. far off the tracks so fast. <laughs> that was so. Let's talk about the history of Pokemon. Let's kind of get get the the nitty gritty out of the way because I think I think Pokemon is one of these things where everyone in the chat and everyone listening knows of Pokemon. Like, if someone is listening to this and is like, I don't know what Pokemon is, I I would love to meet you. Because you're probably new to the fandom and you're probably mm. awesome. Like, you're probably just like a fledgling baby that I just want to be like, let me mold you. So pure. So pure. They don't know. Too pure. So. <laughs> Pokemon um, is the devil. <laughs> oh, do you still have that recording? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> so Pokemon, some think it's the devil. That was a legit thing for a while. It was. It was. It was. probably like, still is. Yeah. And a bunch of human rights groups got pissed off, or not human, uh, animal rights groups got mm-hmm. pissed off by it because they were like, it's... Oh, they're forcing them to fight and yeah, stuff like that? Yeah, they're like, it's it's promoting dog fighting and animal fighting in children and yeah. stuff Some like that. Some people have no lives and just don't have enough to bitch <laughs> about, so they have to dream up crap that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I grew, I grew up in a very, very religious family, and there was a serious discussion about whether or not Pokemon was demonic or not. And I was like, what, "Really? You know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to shun those beliefs. I just don't, I, I don't understand where they come from. Like, it just seems so arbitrary to me. Like anything. Anyways, history of Pokemon. Pokemon actually has this really cool story behind it, and I'm not sure how many people know it because everyone kind of comes into the franchise at different points. Right. And I, I think it's worth going over because it is such like it's almost like a Cinderella story. So tell the story, Chiaki. Once upon a time, there was a man who loved to collect tadpoles and bugs. Weirdo. This man was named Satoshi Tajiri. Um, and uh, so uh, Tajiri, Satoshi Tajiri was this guy, and he just loved collecting tadpoles and buds. And that's very common. Like, you right. saw this for too, Mitsugi. Right? For, for little kids, like, they have, um, uh, what are they called? They have the pincer bugs and the horn bugs. Kuwagata. Um, Kuwagata. And Kabutomushi. And the Kabutomushi. And kids in Japan, like, will go out and they'll have techniques for how to hunt these bugs. There's actually a really good episode of Barakamon mm-hmm. that is all about these, this bug hunting. And then the, even the stores get into it. Like this local Walmart-esque store had the uh, 
kabutomushi. Huge. Huge ones, like for sale for like $20. So, and you could, if you went out and you caught a big one, you could sell it to like these stores really? that then turn around and resell them during bug fighting, catching season. Guys, so these, these, these beetles are like the size of soda cans. Yeah. That's how, that's how big they can get. They're, they're huge. They're insanely big. So, the the this is a really big thing, and yeah, the kids make them fight in Japan. That's that's kind of the point of it is they take the it's bugs a little dark. And, and they make them fight each other. Adults do that too, and adults do it too. So this guy grew up with that part of the Japanese culture and loved it into adulthood, and had this idea that um, came about when he first saw the Game Boy's link cable. So when he saw back in the day with the Game Boy, when they released the link cable to link two Game Boys, he had this vision. Of and I don't know if it was a vision, but I'm making it one. Not a vagine, but a vision. He woke up in the middle of the night. He was sweating. Yeah. And yeah. From a dream. He's like, oh, I, I see it. I see the future. So he wakes up, or he wakes <laughs> up. Now, now this, now this is true. This is it. We this are altering history. Um, but he has this idea for insects traveling along the link cable. And then he's also influenced by Ultraman and the giant monsters that are contained in little capsules in Ultraman that fight each other. Mm. So those two things come together to create Capsule Monsters is what it was originally called, Capsule Monsters. And he went to Nintendo and he pitched it twice. And Nintendo said no both times. Like nobody's going to like this yeah. stuff. <laughs> Who wants ridiculous. to do that? So then Tajiri calls up his friend. <laughs> and his friend is Shigeru Miyamoto. Oh. Who is the man behind Zelda and Mario himself? Nice. And so. It's like he a god tells, in Japan. Yeah. So he tells Miyamoto, Tajini tells Miyamoto about his idea for capsule monsters. And Miyamoto's like, uh, yes. And Miyamoto then goes to Nintendo and pitches the idea. And what do you think Nintendo says when the guy behind Zelda and Mario comes to them pitching an idea? Yeah, we'll give it a shot. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so, third time. Idea got picked up by Nintendo. Um, and Mew, interesting, Mew was actually programmed, this is an aside, Mew was actually programmed in the original games and it was kept a secret until they wanted to release that knowledge to the world. So in the very really? like first games that was released, it was programmed by Shigeki Morimoto at the very beginning. So Tajiri pitches it, Nintendo picks it up, Pokemon Red and Green came to the Game Boy in Japan on February 27th, 1996. So February 1996, games come out. In Japan. In Japan. The trading card game was developed later that year by Media Factory and was released on October 20th. Mm. So February, two games come out. October, trading cards come out. November, the first Pokemon manga comes out. Jeez. And by April 1st of 1997... The Pokemon, the first Pokemon anime aired, and this is where we meet Satoshi, or Ash. Mm. By 1998, the first Pokemon Center opened in Tokyo in September, awesome. by April of 1998. In September of 1998, anime and games are released in America. The Trading Guard game comes to America in January of 1999. So in the span of three years, Jeez. less than three years, this guy goes from... Please, Nintendo, will you make this something? I have an idea to Pokemon. Oh, yeah, a worldwide phenomenon yeah. in three years. In three years. And I remember it in 1999. This is so weird for me to talk about. As yeah. like, I'm actually kind of stoked to talk about this on the podcast today because I remember, like, 
I remember when Pokemon came to the States. I remember buying the original games. Right. I'm trying to think. Yeah, back in 99. Let's see, how old would I have been? I would have been like 11. I was 14. I was 10. You weren't 14 in 99. Yes, I was. He's old, remember? Oh, man, you're old. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, I'm not even 30 yet. (laughs) Push me off the cliff. (laughs) Um, I, yeah, I was 10 and I, I remember when it came out and I had my Game Boy and I was like, all right, I'll try this Pokemon thing. And then of course it was the best thing ever. Oh my God. I have a picture of me, um, like 11 or 12 years old, just laying on the couch and like my boxers and socks. And I'm just sitting there playing Pokemon. I have the light on the lamp <laughs> next to the couch because obviously there was no backlit screen and yeah. I had it plugged into the wall to keep the charge going. And I'm just sitting there playing that game. That game was amazing. I I remember, and all of these Pokeballs, we mentioned this recently, but all of these Pokeballs on the table, we, on our table right now, we have a bunch of Pokeballs of different sizes. Burger King for a while was doing like Pokemon's like Burger King treats. And all of these came from that. So like I have, this is my favorite one. It's my gold plated Charizard card thing. Um, not real gold though. Yeah, it's real gold solid plated. Solid gold. It's not solid. It's plated. But it is real gold, like actually. Have, there's a Mewtwo on this one. It's a solid, not a solid gold. It's a gold Mewtwo <laughs> card. And uh, it says on the back here, genetic Pokemon. It was created by a scientist after years of horrific gene splicing and DNA engineering experiments. Jeez. Oh, 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 I, I opened mine and I got a Geodude, one of the most worthless Pokemon ever. <laughs> Geodude. Geodude. So, and I remember, oh God, I remember my mom like begging my parents to take me to these Pokemon nights at Burger King and and going every time and fighting people. And oh my God, like you weren't. I never went to Burger King Pokemon nights. No, but you went to something Pokemon night. No. No? No? I played the shit out of my Pokemon Red, but I didn't go to any Burger King or anything. You didn't have like, you didn't go to any like trading card like. I'm from West Virginia. (laughs) We're still traveling by horse and buggy, (laughs) goddammit. I'm lucky that I have a game at all. (laughs) There wasn't a shop. I had to drive 14 14 hours just to get to a place that had the freaking game. And you yourself drove because in West Virginia they just let kids drive. (laughs) Hey man, when you need to get your Pokemon, you're going to get your ass in the car and drive whether or not you can reach the pedal or not. When I was young, I had a friend who lived out in the middle of like nowhere and his mom just let us take the car and i was like i was way too young what? to be driving she'd be like yeah just go ahead um you know head down to the store get what you need to get i'm like yeah, okay go ahead go kill yourself see if i care <laughs> oh man but uh so so history of history of pokemon and we'll, we'll get back to our stories but pokemon today just to kind of close the loop on that um satoshi tajiri has an estimated net worth of Five point one billion and counting. Billion? Pesos. Why be worth billions when you can be worth millions? Millions. <laughs> five point one five point one billion what? Yen or dollars? That's uh, dollars. Important. Dollars. Dollars. Okay. dollars. Five point one billion yen isn't worth shit anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pokemon. Like Twenty-five cents. I tried to find out how much like the Pokemon franchise is, is worth or makes a year, and oh and the only thing I could find was some outdated sources via Japan Toy and Game Software Journal report. Um, it, the Pokemon was developed by Game Freak, and it was a report that came out that from 1996 to 2000, so really just those God. first couple years. Damn, that's outdated. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Pokemon franchise earned six point seven eight billion. Holy shit! In those four years. <laughs> wow. 
Since then, there have been six generations of Pokemon, with the latest one that being released in 2013. Mm. Um, the latest generation series is the XY, so that's the anime series and stuff that it's all around. And yes, Ash and Pikachu are still around. And uh, there have been 67 games to date, and that counts all spinoffs and arcade games. So. so Pokemon has been around since 96. 96. And yes. Ash was 12. Right. 96. <laughs> so yes. Ash is Ash is older than me by uh, several He's years. like 31. <laughs> <laughs> He's I I do think it's funny in the shows how like Brock and Misty grew up and like went to do things and Ash is wonder, like I wonder if Ash has that Gary Coleman disease <laughs> where he just well, doesn't Brock, age. Brock and Misty effed up and she got pregnant. And so, so they both had to retire from being Pokemon Brock, Brock wishes. Brock, Brock never hooked up with anyone ever. Never. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think we should talk about our Pokemon history. And I have a little, a little chart that neither of you filled in. But oh, we can hey, just talk through it. All right. Um, uh, uh, I'm filling it in I think, right now. I think you guys know the answers though, because this is this is easy. So let's. What was the what was the first Pokemon game you played? We'll start with that. For me, it was Pokemon Red. Red for me too. Yeah. Losers. Blue all day, son. What you the didn't hell play is, one of the original ones? There's, there's hardly what? any difference at all. Blue was the original one in the States. Red oh, and green came out right. in Japan. Red and blue came out in the States. That's right. That's right. That's very true. Why are you talking shit on Pokemon Red? Because it's for losers yeah. that don't know that blue was the better game. Yeah, Squirtle's a loser. Oh, okay, so now what? I so I think that Them's is fighting words. Right I think there, we so. already know our two starter Pokemon. What was yours, Kazuo? Squirtle. Yeah. Obviously. Come you on, get out of here. You don't know yeah. my... <laughs> Do you not see <laughs> what I am wearing Whoa. right now? Whoa. You don't know my starter Pokemon. You, well, no, I said I said you, us two. Knowing like, you, you probably picked Bulbasaur. Mine <laughs> mine was Charmander. So what was yours, Mitsugi? What was your Charmander. starter? Charmander. 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 I um, always pick the fire Pokemon to start. Always. You know, I would have loved to be in that, like anime preparation like meeting room where they were like, so what are we gonna have the Pokemon say? Uh, are we gonna write stuff for them or let's just have them say their names. What? Let's just 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 Pika. Pika Pika. Pikachu. Pikachu. Speaking of which, why is Pikachu even relevant still? Pikachu <laughs> so freaking was was never relevant. Even in the beginning the sh- is that a is that a girl? Pikachu? What? Yeah. The voice actress? Yes. Alright, so Pikachu she was never relevant. Ever. She was never worth worth Pikachu was a junk Pokemon. What? Oh yeah. Pikachu was a junk Pokemon. Give me a break. Yeah. Come on now. Well, I do have a story about Pikachu. And do you? What's so, your story about Pikachu? So every year or so, I'll go back and play a Pokemon game, usually one of the originals, one of the old school ones. And I think it was last year, I went back and played Pokemon Yellow. And, uh, you know, you start off with Pikachu. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to get, get through the entire game with just Pikachu. So Not I'll, Raichu. No, 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 no. Just Pikachu. Just one Pokemon? Just Pikachu. That's it. So I'm grinding... You know, I'm I'm going through the the gym leaders. I beat them all. How the hell do you get past the rock gym leader with with with, with only you just, one? You just you just power level. Because okay. the rock uh, Brock is the first gym leader, and his Pokemon are level ten and twelve. You guys, can so okay. I love thinking back on the times when I had so much free time that I could just be like, I'm gonna power level the shit out of this for twelve hours. So, so yeah, so I, I get Pikachu all the way through. I get him to Giovanni, who is the final gym leader before you go to the elite four. Yeah. And he uses ground Pokemon, and oh, I can't shit. beat him. And I'm and I'm sorry. I keep leveling up. I can't beat him. I keep leveling up. I can't beat him. I get to the max level, and I cannot beat him. 
no matter what I do. My Pikachu is max level. I have a crap ton of potions, like super potions or whatever. And if I use a potion, his next attack will take my ha- my health down almost all the way. So I basically just have to keep using potions, and I can never attack, and I couldn't beat him. Sorry, buddy. I spend all this time, and I can't beat this guy. It was Sorry. devastated. I was devastated. It was. Maybe you could use a second Pikachu. But you know who would have beaten him? Squirtle. 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 All day. Uh, Vile Plume would have beaten him, too. So, oh, so, also, I think we all know our favorite Pokemon by now. Mine's Charizard. Uh, I didn't... Originally, when I first played through Red, my favorite Pokemon was Electrobuzz. I remember that. When I, first men- wow. when I first met you, you were still on the Electrobuzz kick. Uh, Electrobuzz was was always you know it was for me it was it was the it was the elite four pokemon from the from the original game charizard and then i had to find a sixth pokemon right mm. i went with electrobuzz electrobuzz is pretty strong wait so your team was wait who was your team moltres moltres Articuno. oh okay the the birds the, the birds, birds um, mewtwo charman uh, charizard mm. and electrobuzz see i always went with the cartoon uh characters from like the ones that ash would have okay uh, so you know i mean obviously you couldn't do that really until yellow so with blue i don't know really who my team was obviously squirtle but aside from that i don't know i was i was very birds and dragons i had the three mm. the three legendary birds and then i had charizard gyarados and i don't know i'd, I'd flop in i'd flop in a uh an earth type yeah yeah I, I was very um like basic elements like five basic elements but i wouldn't go with like legendary characters or anything like that so i would do like who is the most rock of uh, or, or of all pokemon and i'd be like okay well it's probably you know geodude or something or onyx or whatever yeah. and so i'd go with that you know who is the most fire type pokemon and i would just, so I, I wouldn't really stick with like legendaries i would just go with base elements i didn't really get on the vile plume kick until the second time i played through pokemon pokemon red and i realized that vile plume is just an utter badass so I love Eevee. Oh, I see. Kazo rolls his eyes in my uh, vile plume. You have nothing. Here. You you can't say anything against vile plume. Vile plume's so lame. Oh my god. <laughs> so of the three of the three legendary bird types, which one is your favorite? Oh, Articuno. Articuno. I, I also like Zapdos. That is but a good Moltres question. is a lame is a lame ass. Oh, that's a tough. I one. like Moltres. I would probably go with Zapdos. Their names also have Uno Dos Trace in their names. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is kind of funny. It is yeah. funny. So. Yeah. What was the so I I'm kind of on the the outer end of Pokemon where I really haven't played in a long time. So mm-hmm. what was the last game that you guys played? For me it was Heart Gold. That was kind of the so and which I think was wow. just before XY. I played Heart right or maybe maybe two? Maybe two before XY? Yeah. I think it's two before. I don't know. Heart Gold was the most recent one that I played. Yeah, I played um Pokemon Black. Um I didn't finish it though. Because it's it's changed so much, you know. That's that was where I was at with Heart Gold, where yeah. I got kind of part of the way through it, and I didn't know any of the Pokemon, right. and I was just like, I'd rather go play Magic well, the Gathering. And, and the original Pokemon games were just so simple and straightforward, and you know, but now it's like they've implemented so many different things that you can do in the game w- within the game that it's like, oh my god, this is it's for me, it's over, it's overwhelming because I don't have as much time as I once did. Right. So if I'm gonna play a game, I want it to be something that I can just kind of like spend a little bit of time with and move on. Um, but yeah, with the new ones, it's it's definitely gotten a lot more complicated and, and involved. I, uh, you know, when I was, when Pokemon XY came out, I was teaching at, at, Inter- at Interact and I had a, a, you know, a thousand four hundred little kids 
And when XY came out, all they ever talked about was Pokemon XY, as you can mm -hmm. imagine. And so naturally, I I had to download the game on my on my 3DS, and I played it. And I play I chose Pokemon Y because they always they always want to know which one you pick. It's very important. Are you Pokemon but, X or are you Pokemon Y? Yeah. yeah. And you know I'm Pokemon. I, I think X was the favorite amongst my students, mm. but I went with Pokemon Y because I thought that Eveltal was kind of was a little looked a little cooler than than Xerneas. But I found it doesn't matter because you can get them both anyway, so whatever. Right. But, yeah, I mean, when they when they changed the interface on po in Pokemon XY for the first time ever, I think the game looks, it's so much, I don't want to say it's better, but it plays better now mm -hmm. than it ever did. It looks a lot better. The, the, the attack moves look better. Obviously, the coloration is better than it's ever been. Pokemon XY is awesome. You know, I can't, I don't know what they're going to make next. I know they're kind of rebooting the old ones, but... Right. They're gonna make another new one. They're gonna make a new one soon. I wonder if it's gonna be like Pokemon A B or whatever, but we'll see. Uh, They're pretty good. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's a good question. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, for sure. I haven't I haven't watched a lot of Pokemon anime though. I've watched one of the movies. I've seen the original movie. I've seen bits and pieces of the original TV show, but I think Pokemon's one of those anime where honestly. If you if you stop watching it for a few years, you find yourself hundreds of episodes behind. Yeah. And you never catch up and But I don't know if you really need to. Like there was one point where I was just like, All right, I'm gonna watch some Pokemon and, and see what's different and I kinda picked it up and yeah, okay, I didn't have any idea who Ash was traveling with at that point because it wasn't Brock and Misty and I was like, What? But um I it's still the same old. Like there's still Team yeah. Rocket and there's still the hijinks and all that. Yeah, it's very formulaic and it's very episodic too. You can just tune into at any time. I think I watched the Pokemon anime. I'm trying to think how how far I went into it. I mean, I watched it for a while. Um, I don't remember exactly where I tuned out, but I think it might have been around where Misty and Brock had taken off. Brock, I think, took oh, off. Yeah, a they little. took off together, and you know, yeah, did the hibbity dibbity. That's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. But um, yeah, I think Brock actually left first because I remember him going to work with some female scientist. And uh, and then later on, I think Misty disappeared as well. And then he picked up some little girl. I think uh, it was like May or something sick. like that. I don't remember. But I think that's about when I tuned out of the show. I, God, I don't know. I, I think I kind of tuned out around the same time about when, when Brock and Misty were leaving. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of like, well, the gang's leaving. We're done. Have fun, guys. Um, but my favorite, my favorite old Pokemon anything is easily Pokemon 2000, the movie. Oh my God. That movie's amazing. Yes. With, at what's the, the at the, the end quote? when they're, when they're smack, when the two Pikachus are smacking each other. Oh God, my heart. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, it is not the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of oh no, I'm looking at it right oh, now. Oh, are you looking it up? Yeah, here it is. All right, hold on. Uh, it's Mewtwo's quote from that movie. He says, uh. Come on. Yeah, this quote is like so epic amongst the Pokemon world. I see now that the circumstances of one's birth are irrelevant. It is what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are. <gasps> so, deep, so deep, dude. That's, yeah. That's pokey deep right there. That's pokey deep. That's deeper than, that's balls deep. That's ba <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Pokeballs. Pokeballs. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> oh, is it weird man. to say that I just want more balls? <laughs> <laughs> so do we want to take some callers you might as well take some callers Absolutely. if you have some uh, okay we, we don't have a ton of time but you know we'll, we'll take some I'm, so I'm kind of interested to hear what, what other people's pokemon stories are i want to hear some crazy stories 
crazy entertain what, me god damn it what crazy stories do you think people would have i beat up my little brother and took his pokemon game what if we want stories i've got stories <laughs> oh god i remember my school there were these there was this kid that got his pokemon card stolen mm. And everyone, like the teachers, tried to find out, yeah. and who who stole them, and they couldn't. Oh, there and was a so, lot. Of, there was a lot of pokethievery. Yeah, in those days. And so the the teachers, the school decided to outlaw Pokemon, and there was like a revolt in the halls yeah. of like upset. So I was in sixth grade, and this kid, I don't remember his name, but he, so I, I had Pokemon on my Game Boy. I had a Game Boy Pocket, I think, at the time, and I was in gym class, and we were in the locker room, and I'm getting changed. You know, so I'm there, you know, in my underwear, about to put on my school clothes. Oh, and this kid, underwear. this kid runs by, grabs my Game Boy, and bolts. <gasps> and I was like, and I knew who he was. And you so in I, your underwear? Yeah. So I'm like, crap. So I couldn't, you know. So I, so I was like, well, I know who he is. I'll just tell the teacher. So I told the teacher, and they were like, well, I asked him if he had it, and he said no. What? And I'm like, but he has it. He took. <laughs> I was there. He grabbed it out of my locker and took off with it. Why wouldn't you check, teacher? Like, yeah. I mean, well, apparently they're not allowed to legally or some crap. Like, like they can't search the kid. And so it was this big thing, this big old ordeal. And they called his mom, and his mom said, "Well, he doesn't have it." And so I never got it back. Kid stole my Game Boy with my Pokemon in it. That so, is awful. Wow, so, that's effed up. So in sixth grade, uh, one of my electives, I was a teacher's assistant. So I would, uh, I, I basically that just means you go to sit in this classroom when the teacher's on his break and you just like grade papers for him. Yeah. And this kid had that teacher, so I basically went allegedly went into the computer and wrecked all of his grades. <gasps> yeah. And oh found his locker combination because the teacher keeps a record of all that. Broke into his allegedly broke into his <laughs> locker, stole all of his Pokemon cards which he had a ton of and took all of his textbooks and threw them away so that High his five. parents would have to pay High for the textbooks at the end of the year. That little son of a bitch. Oh my good. God. See, that's the kind of stories I need. Bring it. Bring all it. Right, callers. All right. Bring it. We Allegedly. Have, we have our first, we have our first caller. Bring it. Screw Let's see. Guy. I need some Not more, our first caller. I need some more stories like that. Oh shit. Hello. Up. Hello. So what is what is your Pokemon story? Well, who is this? Oh wait, off? wait, sorry, sorry. I I have Skype open, so I'm just like I know who this is. On, sorry, Chiaki. who are Step you? Introduce up. yourself. <laughs> I'm Brandon. I called in on one of your other episodes. Yes, yes. I remember. And we, we couldn't figure. Jackie couldn't figure out what uh, where you were from, and I was like, look <laughs> at the look at the Skype picture. His hat gives it away. Hey, hey! People support sports teams from all over the place. Yeah. Anyways, what's yeah. your Pokemon story? Well. Uh, my number one goal when I, well, I got into Pokemon and Pokemon Silver. That's when I started. Uh, and my number one goal was always to get a shiny Pokemon, like a lot of people probably did. Well, basically what happened was I was playing Pokemon Emerald and I ran into one and I didn't realize it at the time, but I accident, <laughs> I accidentally knocked it out using a stupid move. <laughs> oh no. And, uh, but that's not the worst part. Uh, I got so upset that I ran into a Magikarp and I wasn't thinking and I ended up wasting a Master Ball on it. <gasps> oh, my God. A Master Ball. Oh, oh my God. No. <laughs> no. Oh, no. God, did you, were, were you ever like so intense when you threw those Pokeballs and watched them like wiggle back and forth and you're like, oh, my yeah. God, stay well, in there. Stay Dang. But if you if you tap B a lot, then yeah, you're like, uh. <laughs> does that actually help? No, <laughs> but it made you think it did. I was like, if I can get the rhythm just right, 
This will work. And he kept that philosophy through the rest of his life. Yep. That's so true. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta find that rhythm. All right. Well, did you have any other stories or or was that what you wanted to share with us? I don't want to cut you off. Uh, Thank you. We have another caller if you'd like for me to call them. You better just keep calling people. I'm going to call them. I can't believe you wrecked that kid's grades. Yeah, I love did. it. I, I love that shit. The <laughs> teachers that. weren't going to do anything about it, so I was like, "All right, hello, time to take the law into my own hands." Hey there. Hey, yeah. go ahead and introduce yourself. Who are we speaking to? Um, this is uh, Outlaw Bazinger from the uh, the boards. Oh, hey, Outlaw. Is this the first time you've called in? Oh uh, yeah, my first. Oh wow. We have, quite a, a bit. we have a first timer <laughs> here. Well, welcome. What is your Pokemon story? Well, I was in a costume construction class, and I made a Psyduck costume that I ended up wearing when I was judging, like, Pokemon trading card game tournaments. That is awesome. Do you have pictures? Oh, my God. Uh, I do. I don't have them handy right now, but I'll try and dig them up, and I'll, I'll mail them to you guys. <laughs> Psyduck. If, yes. if, you, if you mail them, I will frame it and put it on the shelf right here or, or put it somewhere behind behind us, but that is Awesome. At least oh. at least tweet them at AAA podcast. At least take a picture of the picture and tweet them at us so we can see. Oh, sure thing. Yeah, I even had a, a water squirting flower that I took apart and built into the uh, the bill so I could squirt water and use water gun. That's amazing. <gasps> That's awesome. <laughs> that is so cool. Psyduck. Psyduck. Psyduck was so incredible. So is Psyduck your favorite Pokemon? Psyduck. <laughs> 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 oh, that's so good. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that story. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm trying to think if I have any other Pokemon. So, so were there ever any, any repercussions of you doing that? Um, Did anybody ever find out? No, like, I don't think anybody ever fo- found out. Um, Did he ever find out? That was you? I think he assumed it was me. We did end up getting to, into a fight later on. <laughs> and he beat his ass? Yeah, yeah. I got into a lot of fights in school. He beat that kid's ass, didn't yeah, you? Because you yeah, were used to fighting. What'd you do to that kid? Tell me. Oh um, my god, Mitsugi. So I think this was okay, so all right, story story time with Kazuo. Well, we've already we've been in, we've already so, had one story time. So I you know, again in I think sixth grade at the time, and um I'm pretty sure I hold the record at my middle school for like the most fights in one day. Um <laughs> because I, for some reason I this one day it was just a bad day. People just decided to mess You're with like me. You're like JoJo. <laughs> No, I don't like fighting though. But people just mess with me. And when I was when I was very young, my father told me, you know, like never throw the first punch, always throw the last one. So when people would mess with me, I'm like, all right, well, this is going down. So that yeah. is that is such an epic thing to say. Never throw the first punch, always throw the last one. Right. Damn. So so anyway, so this day in particular, I uh, in one class there was this kid and I don't remember any of the reasons why these fights occurred it's just you know one of those things and uh, he I, I was never a very big kid so he he was he grabbed me by the collars and like lifted me up in the air and so I just like laid into his balls with my foot just wham right in the balls and he like dropped down to one knee this was the middle of class and he yeah. like dropped down to one knee and I just started lighting him up oh like, my god and um and so you're six you're like 11 yeah I was in sixth grade so 11 this. or 12 and Does someone uh, have this on, on video I wish <laughs> oh shit so then they send me to the principal's office and um I they you know you sit in there and I'm there with the kid and blah 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 and you talk to I think it was the one of the assistant principals there were t- two assistant principals uh and so one of them was like all right you look don't let it happen again if something like this happens again we're gonna write you up and all that stuff so they let us go later on that same day in um it was i think it was science class or something uh i was there was a a group of like the cool kids and they were sitting at this table and then i was over like trying to talk to one of them 
And then another one, for no reason, just, like, reaches across and, like, smacks me in the face. What? And, and, and like, because kids are dicks. Assholes? Yeah. And so the teacher comes over and, like, what was going on? And I was, like, I was just sitting here talking to this guy. And this person reaches over and smacks me across the face like this. And I just, l- just reach back and just <laughs> oh, whap, knock the kid out of his chair. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> and so then we end up outside and we're, like, fighting and stuff. And, and they send us back to the office. Again? Uh, yeah, back to the office. It's like Cosmo, a couple, I don't, a couple I have hours no idea. later. You're such a violent person. I'm not. It's not my fault. I didn't want to be violent. And um, <sighs> so fortunately, though, we got the other assistant principal. So she was like, don't let it happen again. Otherwise, I'm going to write you guys up. <laughs> and I was like, Phew, safe. Stupid bitch. It already happened twice. <laughs> so, and then later I'll on. see you that in an day, hour. <laughs> Wait, wait. The third fight in one day. We have a caller, but, but is there another fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this one's a twofer. All right, continue, the, so, continue that story. I lived in an caller. apartment. Okay. Oh, okay, after the caller? All, All right. right, stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> Next time on Kazuo Fights Things. Haki, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? All right, all right, all right. Excellent. Thank you for joining us today. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. I'm Eddie S. From Eddie the is? forums and chat and everything else. Eddie um, is. What's your story, Eddie is? Well... I first discovered Pokemon when I was uh, still in Salvador and didn't know English. Uh, my grandmother actually gave me a Game Boy Color, the green one. Nice. And she gave me a co- copy of Pokemon Gold. And again, I was so excited. First uh, Game Boy Color, first Game Boy period. And I didn't know English at all, so I didn't know what to do. Oh, but I just man. knew that it was... <laughs> How long, how long did it take you to figure out? Um, a few years. Two few years? It took me like a couple of days to figure out that I needed to see the professor to <laughs> get my Pokemon first before I could get out of town. <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing to me when people play games in other languages because I'm that person who's like, I'm going to totally play this game in Japanese and I actually know some Japanese. And like, I get to the point where I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Screw yeah. this. Or even nowadays, it's like, even if you don't know the language, you, can, you have the internet where you can just copy paste and figure yeah. out what it says whereas back in 99 it's like i don't i have no idea how you figured that out so i just yeah. i just looked it up out of curiosity of how many how many languages um pokemon's been translated into now and it's yeah. of course english japanese french german italian spanish uh hangul and which is korean and then korean korean romanized so and that's and that's just illegal ones yeah <laughs> Very, very well said, Eddie. Well, thank you for calling in and sharing your story. Thank you, guys. Have fun. All right, right, bye. Bye. All right, finish your story, Kazuya, quickly. All right, uh, quick finish to the story. I lived in an apartment complex in middle school. There were these twin brothers who lived in the apartment next to us, and they were complete douches. And uh, so on this very same day, um, we're in PE, and we're out by the pull-up bar area, and they both decide to fight me. I don't, again, don't remember why this was middle school. Jeez, you went to a bad school. I, yeah, I did. I really did. I went to a lot of bad schools. Um, so they both decided to try to jump me. Um, what they didn't know is that... Is that you've been practicing all day. I, I, is that I've been practicing all day. You're waiting and for somebody was, to make your day. And I've been training. I've been basically fighting since I was five years old because my father was a fighter and my grandfather was a black belt as well. So... Um, so, yeah, these two guys, they attack me over by the pull-up bars. And when it's two-on-one, it's kind of like all all rules go out the window. There are no, like, 
there's uh, like honorable combat is no when there's two guys attacking you you do what you have to do so basically it was just dirty like i was like slamming their heads against the pull-up bar oh and, my God. and like throwing dirt in their eyes and just like i mean it was it was a brawl and um got called back to the principal's office <laughs> this time though so this time i think we i think the principal had left for the day or something because uh, it was later on in the day and so somehow i got off with it again so three days three, oh fights, three fights in a day that's awesome. that school needs some like better record management or oh, something it was a terrible school when i was uh yeah there was another time and uh, it's super short I, I they almost this i was jumped by two eighth graders when i was in sixth grade and they tried to throw me off the ba- over the balcony of the second floor Wow. So it was wow. a bad school. I have Holy shit. I have never been I'm, jumped. I'm more in the after party. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. Well, we are somehow that Pokemon turned into Fight Club, but <laughs> um, we're going to take an anime news break. Thank you guys for those of you who called in. It was great to ha- talk to you. And then when we come back, we will be talking about Your Lie in April or Shigatsuwa Kimi no Uso. That review coming soon. you anime addicts this is Chiaki and this is your anime news break first up for those of you who are eagerly awaiting Knights of Sidonia the Battle of Planet Nine or the second season of Knights of Sidonia to come out on Netflix while they've begun streaming an English trailer now nothing in the trailer looks new if for those of you who may be watching it already or have seen the PD but what is new is that they have announced a release date the season will be premiering on Netflix on July 3rd. Now, you know this wouldn't be a Chiaki news break if at one point I didn't mention a crazy, wacky anime-related product. And today's, I actually think, is fantastic. The Premium Bandai online shop has recently announced that it is selling some new products for anyone who loves to golf. The shop is now selling golf caddy bags modeled after various mechs from the Mobile Suit Gundam Giant Robot franchise. Four different bags of two differing varieties are up for grabs. The caddy bag comes in both white and gold with white taking design cues from the original RX-78-2 Gundam. And the gold bag is designed after the MSN-00100 Yakushin model from Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. Now, of course, my favorites are the black and red golf bags, taking their motifs from the MS-06 Zaku 2 model. Now, of course, golf is an expensive sport, and the caddy bags cost 70,200 yen, which is 562 US dollars approximately. The stand bags go for 43,200 yen, which is $346. And as someone who doesn't golf, I have no idea if these are fair prices for caddy bags or not, but they're at least worth checking out the wacky pictures of them online. And while you're out there shopping, there is a new figure that I recommend checking out. Who doesn't remember the first time they watched Ghost in the Shell and saw Major Kusanagi's cloaking ability just envelop her out of nowhere, disappearing from sight? Well, this figure recreates that same feeling, but in plastic. Union Creative is slated to release a new Ghost in the Shell Makoto Kusanagi in mid-camouflage. 
It measures about 8.9 inches high or 250 millimeters and is painted until approximately the knee where the figure becomes see-through. It will ship in late September and for 11,880 yen, which is just under 100 US dollars. The optical camo version is only available online at Union Creative's shop. A fully painted figure is available via Amazon and Lopi, but why would you want a fully painted one? It looks so cool. And finally, there's one more thing that you have to know about if you're in the anime fandom right now. Net users in Japan are currently weighing in on a relatively new and I think really strange trope for fictional female characters. Those of you who might have heard of the Zetai Yoiki, the absolute area between a girl's stockings and the end of her skirt. Well now, there's an absolute area of the ponytail? You can find pictures of this online and form your own opinions, but I just wanted to put it out there as something to look for. This was Shiaki, and this was your Anime News Break. Don't go anywhere because we'll be back to the show soon. Hey, Chiaki. Hey, Mitsugi. I heard of this podcast called Anime Addicts Anonymous. Yeah. They have this really handsome guy named Kazuo on there. Have you heard of it? Well, yeah. I, I think I'd like to throw my money at him. <clears throat> I mean, support that podcast. Mitsugi, are you feeling all right? You're supposed to be the producer. Um, of- as I was saying, do you know how I can support the AAA podcast? Oh, Well, as a completely unbiased podcast listener, you can pop over to their Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash AAA podcast. This is a great way to support the Anime Addicts Anonymous, and you can get some cool content like AAA ringtones, weekly show notes, unedited episodes, and more. Better yet, I see here that you can get exclusive access to the podcast's bi-weekly hentai episodes and broadcast after parties <laughs> which are so much fun so after you go to patreon.com forward slash aaa podcast and support the show you can feel free to stuff all those dollar bills straight into kazuo's boxer shorts where i put my money is none of your business And we're back to the 280th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. You've made it with us to the end, our reviews section. But we have something a little different today. So for those of you who are unfamiliar, we'll give you a little introduction in that Shigatsu wa Kimi no Uso, or Your Lie in April, is an anime about pianists, specifically classical concert pianists. I'm not going to say anything inappropriate about that word. Oh, come on. Wow. <laughs> nope, I am being mature. Are you one of those people that calls Debussy Debussy and giggles? Debussy. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's like, yes, I am. <laughs> Debussy and Choppin. And Choppin and Beat and and, uh, and, and, Be- and Beat Oven. And Beat Oven, beat oven beat yeah. Oven. <laughs> <laughs> so, for those of you who don't actually know, Mitsugi is quite a compl- uh, quite an accomplished pianist himself. Yeah, but I mean Mitsugi is huge. I mean he's a huge 
Pianist. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, I have been wow. playing. What? What? Uh, I have been playing piano for a long time. Yeah. Um, I'm extremely nervous, so I expect to, to <laughs> mangle anything I try to play for you in a moment. But um, for some reason or another, almost all of the music they play in Shigatsukimi Kimio Uso is Chopin. And wait, wait, Chopin? It's Chopin. I'm not going to say that. It's Chopin. And I mean, they play Chopin ballad, like four Chopin etudes. Yeah. You know, a couple preludes. I mean, it's like tons of Chopin music. And I think it's just because it's flashy. It's from the Romantic period. And mm. a lot of his pieces are like virtuoso pieces. I was that, just about to say that myself. That you would probably hear in, in like concert and competitions. Yeah. So, um, and several of the pieces in the, in the, in the, in the TV show, I've, all, I've played myself, but I, I haven't kept them up, so I can't play those exact pieces. But I also like Chopin a lot and have played several Chopin pieces. And um, I was going to go with this with a scherzo that I know, but I'm only going to play a couple minutes, and I don't want to bore the hell out of you guys with that scherzo because it's so long. It's like 11 minutes long. So those of so. you who are watching live will get to see Mitsugi play, but those of you who are listening to this pre-recorded, just know that the piano music that you are about to hear is not a recording, and well, I'm gonna it screw is up a done lot. live. I'm going to butcher the hell out of it, so... You'll be it'll be pretty obvious that it's that it's real. But um I'm gonna play I'm gonna kind of skip through some sections, but I'm gonna play some of Chopin's Grand Waltz Brilliant, uh, opus eighteen, which is like the first one. I think it's the first one. It's usually the first one that comes up in music books. Um not that it's the easiest, I think it's probably the hardest one, which is why I picked it, because I torture myself. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't know how we're gonna do this, but I'm gonna take my headphones with me and I'm gonna get up and Kazuo is gonna handle all of the audio while I'm doing this. Oh no. And for those of you watching oh live, we God. have adjusted the camera, so um yeah. Well, I'm scared. <laughs> but uh this should be interesting and exciting.
All right, that was incredible. Uh, there's, I mean, everyone seemed to really like it in the chat. There was a few, a few uh, comments though and questions about why isn't he sweating, <laughs> and uh, when are we gonna get the underwater scene? But um, yeah, that was that was very good, man. So so, how long have you been playing piano for? If I had to grade myself based on how many t- on like what I know of myself playing that piece, because it's not really perfect yet for me, I'd probably give myself like a. S- like a six and a half or a seven. No, not, not too bad. Um, I've been playing... My grandmother started teaching me when I was about five. What? My grandmother started teaching me when I was about five, and um, uh, I studied till I was about nine, then I quit for, for about four years, and then from about 14 until now, I'm 29 now, so I guess about 20 years. If you count the time off. So when you were five, she started teaching you. Now, did she beat you with a stick as you were playing? No, she was really or? good. She had a lot of students and was very experienced and pretty much let me do whatever I want because she was just so happy I was playing. I think she didn't want to, like, discipline me into quitting or whatever. Well, you were like, you were like, I'm going to play Un Suspiro when you were, like, 16 or 15 or something. I was 15 when I, play, when I learned Un Suspiro. And, and for no- those uh, listening that don't know what that is... It's one of Fr- List's... Um, probably not one of his more difficult pieces, but kind of one of his more sweeping, like, romance pieces. Hmm. It's it's a high-level piece, but maybe not a high-level list piece. Interesting. But, um, yeah, so I obviously have a lot of insights into, like, certain things in Kimi no Uso. For one thing, especially if you're only playing one piece, and, and as short as a Chopin etude is, usually. Yeah. Like that girl would never sweat during Winter Wind. <laughs> that's a four and a half. That's a three and a half minute piece that I've played personally, and she would never sweat during it. Never. Right. There's no way. So, but you don't understand the pressure that they were under. I was under pressure just they now were... playing in front of people. Playing yeah. and playing in front of people. That's true. Probably more people will listen to this than when we're in the audience and Kimi no Uso. So that's a good point. But yeah, competitions are, are a lot of pressure. But um, even during my senior recital, when there were about 200 people watching, I didn't sweat, and it was an hour. Wow. So, <laughs> so it's, I mean, the it's, only thing, it's dramatic effect. The only thing I could think, the, the, the only benefit of the doubt that, that I gave was as someone who's done theater, those stage lights can get really warm. Mm. And if you're dressed up in layers or like formal gowns or whatever, like I could see sweating at some oh, point, no but way. like a two or three minute piece, I'm nah, not really quite sure. There's no way. So. So, so let's let's actually talk about your lie yeah, in April. Let's do it. So your lie in April was an anime that started airing in April of, or sorry, oh. October. <laughs> uh, it actually, I, I was looking at the wrong thing. It did the manga did start in April of 2011. So, interesting. Oh, but um, and then. The manga ended in February of 2015, which is actually worth noting because the anime started in 2014 and finished in 2015. And I remember I was I was this was actually one of those anime that I watched week to week, which I don't do that often. I'm, I'm normally a power watcher. Right. And this was one that I that I kept up with because I, I enjoyed it so much. And um, I I got to the point at like episode 2021 20, where I'm like, all right, I know it has a manga. I'm just going to look it up and see how it ends. I can't wait. Oh no. And then I looked it up and the manga wasn't out yet. When I, or the, the manga wasn't, wasn't, done? wasn't, wasn't done. It like finished within oh. very close to the same time. But you I, knew how it was going to end. Right? I didn't know. I knew it could have gone like either way. The third episode, I knew how it was going to end. It could have gone either way. 
I, I, well, I mean, I guess technically yeah. it could have gone, it could have, there could have been space elevators, but <laughs> I mean, it was fairly obvious to me when you meet the girl, how this is going to end. I, and, and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll grant it that, like, I don't think it's a shock ending, but I think it, it does become one of those things as you go through the series and, and we'll get to kind of really talking about what that series is. It gets to be one of those things where you start to go and no, that can't possibly happen. So, so Kimino Uso. It's a story about Kose Arima, and um, Kose is a, a junior high school student who was in his childhood years fairly well known among the piano and, and performance arts groups and whatnot. And he took a liking or took a shining rather to piano at a very young age. And someone who was his mother's very close friend said, Kose is is a prodigy. He's a genius. You need we we need to turn him into a pianist because he walked up to a piano and could play automatically type of thing. Right, from seeing someone from, else play it. Yeah, from seeing someone else play it. And so he he under he undergoes becoming a pianist and and studying piano and whatnot. And at the same time his mother is ill. Right. And so as his mother's illness progresses, she starts to um become colder and harsher and stricter and and demand more of him. And abusive. And and abusive, yeah. V- very, and very abusive. Yeah, very she abusive. Beats the crap out of him when yeah. he slips up on the piano. So so she it gets to this point where what what started as kind of this this warmer place and this good feeling, and then this disease that his mother has takes over and and it gets to the point that, you know, it's it's something that's really brutal for him. And he's called the human metronome and soulless yeah. and being a slave to the score. My, like, your mother's puppet. Yeah, your mother's puppet. Like you, you. He's he's perfect, but he's perfect because he he's just a shell yeah. that plays the piano. Because it's been yeah, because sticking to the score and has been literally beaten into him since he was a, a baby. Yeah. And um, I mean, as as far as the way his mother treated him, I, I think up and up to a certain point in the show. I mean, I straight up hated her. Like, I was like, she's a terrible human being. Yeah, I think, and, and I was going to say that, I think the show did a very good job of, at, when you first start watching the show, so the show starts with um, Kosei now in junior high, and he doesn't really play the piano anymore because he can't hear the notes. Mm-hmm. And he can't hear the notes because, of course, he's had this trauma of eventually, like, his mother died, and he went through all of that, and he walked away from the piano and he because he couldn't hear the notes. He froze up on a competition. Right. And the show starts there. So when you start this show, you automatically start out hating his mother because everything you see is her abusing him verbally, mentally, physically, um, forcing him to play the piano. And I'm and I'm not saying that it gets better because those aren't things that are forgiven. But by the same token, I think as the show goes on, it does a much better job of taking her from this faceless quite literally faceless villain right into a human yeah you understand why she was doing the things that she was not yeah. saying that they're justified but you 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 see why it was and and it, you feel for her in a way and you start to see you start to see more scenes of her and kose kind of before that illness had taken its toll started to take its toll on her and right and kind of ravage her body and her mind. And you start to see scenes of when she was a very good mother mm-hmm. and when she was loving and caring. And, and again, 
not that that makes up for it. It's not a situation where I'm saying that, you know, oh, because they were a good person or had good intentions they, that they can abuse their kids. But what I think that I praise the show for, especially in this aspect, is the show did a very good job of making someone human in that shades of gray. Mm -hmm. Like it was one of those you want to outright hate her. Yeah. But I think by the end you can't you can't completely villainize her and dehumanize yeah. her and hate her anymore. Well that's because he forgives her. Right. Yeah. And even oh my god, yeah, and, and one of the more powerful moments in the show and it doesn't I mean, I don't think it really spoils anything, but is when he was a small child and when he finally had enough of her abusing him mm -hmm. and basically tells her, I wish you would just die. Yeah. And it's and like, she does die. And that was well, the last thing he said to her. Right. And so, I mean, but, but ultimately, as you said, he does end up forgiving her. And I, I think I, um, the show has a lot of like symbolism and the, how yeah. you were saying, you know, she was literally faceless. Like when you first, when they introduce her character in the show, it's always, you see like her mouth and like you don't see her eyes or any of her facial features. Um, but then later on in the show, as he begins to forgive her, you know, you start to see more of like who she was before the illness took, took over. And you see, and, and as, as we were saying, you see why she was the way she was. It was because she was so terrified. She knew she was dying. Yeah. And she was, she was so terrified that he wouldn't be able to, to take care of himself. And so the only way she knew how to make him, um, I don't know what the right term would be, but to, to, to make successful. sure that successful yeah. is that she was like, I need him to be good at the piano because you know, that's the only way I know to at this point. Yeah, yeah that's all I can give. That's him. all I can give him. And she and so that's why she was so harsh on him. Of course, it's not forgive. It's not it's not OK, but you you can see why she yeah. might be that way. Yeah. And and I think the series. So the series starts out and you have Colse who can't hear the piano. He's given up the piano and you have these friends in his life. He has a, a childhood friend um, whose name is uh, Subaki Sawabe. And Subaki has seen Kose, like, they're next-door neighbors. They've mm -hmm. been together forever. Go next door, and, baby. Mm -mm. <laughs> yeah. And he, she's seen him through, before the piano, playing the piano, after his mother died, and, and into today. And then there's also uh, Ryota Watari, who's kind of been in the mix for a long time, too, in those, that childhood friend gang. And, and at first, the, the series sets it about as a, a story about grief about he can't hear the piano because he's so gr in grief over his mother's death, basically. Mm -hmm. And then as you learn more about that, it becomes a story about guilt. It, right. it changes in my mind on that episode when, when he says he kind of, he, you see his mother hitting him and you find out that the last thing he said to his mother was like, I hope you, I wish you would just die. Right. And, and it changes from, grief to guilt or a mix of the two and then you have that forgiveness stage and then kind of the one that that's i would say the first half is that grief guilt forgiveness and then the second half i would say is that where do you go from there and that's what the second half of the show is really figuring about and and finding co himself mm -hmm. and amid this amidst it all and the catalyst for everything that starts to happen for kose is he meets a girl named Kaori Miyazono. And he meets her because Kaori tells Subaki, Kosei's friend, Kaori tells the female, friend. the female friend, that she has a crush on Watari. 
And Watari is kind of like the jock type who right. everybody's interested in. Yeah, and, and he's the ladies' man who's yeah. sitting on every girl. So okay, before we say anything else, how, how much are we going to spoil here? I'm not going to spoil past that first kind of... I, I would spoil up to him having a student. Because this anime is too good to spoil, so I don't want to... was too gonna recent. S- I was just going to spoil up to him having his own student. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah. Um, and so... Because that's, that's just past the halfway mark at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so he meets Kaori through his friends. Um, because Kaori asked Subaki to introduce her to Watari. And Subaki is like, you need to come with me, Kosei. Because she has kind of two motivations for this. The first one is because she's like, I don't want to be awkward and be the third wheel. And that way we can at least be awkward around the lovers together. Type of the lovebirds together. And two, because Kaori is playing in a violin recital. Mm -hmm. And it is at this big hall that Kosei played in. And so I think uh, Tsubaki kind of has that that motivation of I'm going to get Kosei back into into this place and and hopefully have because she really it's you know it's i love Tsubaki's character because she has this love hate relationship uh, with Kosei and the piano where she hates Kosei's music because it takes him from her mm-hmm. and she loves his music because she knows how important it is to him right. and that to me is such a mature like it's such a mature thing to be like I care about you enough as a person that I'm going to encourage you to do something that takes you from me mm-hmm. even though I care about you. Yeah, uh, she's a very self-sacrificing person in yeah. a lo- in a lot of ways. Um and uh uh it, it definitely I, I'm trying to I'm trying to say things without spoiling anything. <laughs> but um there are definitely times where she struggles with figuring out what it is that she wants. Yeah. And and um I don't know if they ever, I guess they kind of resolve it, but as in they do in true anime fashion, you know, romantic. Uh, I would say things. it has a resolution. I would say it has a definite resolution. Yeah, yeah I guess. Um, I mean, but they, well, yeah, I guess so. They don't really like, exp- like ex- express it on screen though. It's kind of like to be understood where it's going at this point. I don't think it needs it. I yeah. really don't. I and and that's one thing that I can definitely praise this show for is that in this show every character has a problem. And mm-hmm. some characters' problems are way bigger than other characters' problems. Definitely. Uh, but every character has a problem all... and by the end of the season by the end of the series every character has found a resolution to that problem. The, the characters in this anime are very complex. Yeah. If you're not used to watching shows with, with super complex characters, you're gonna, you're in for something interesting because everybody has something not only something complicated about them, but all, but most of the com- most of their internal conflicts are fairly believable. Yeah. You know, things that could actually occur. And and what's great what's really great about it is that the show doesn't try to make it out to be a situation of, you know, everyone's conflict has to be this giant thing. For some of them, it's just about finding their motivation again. But even that is is an important thing for, for these people and, and what they do. And, of course, there's there's the 800-pound gorilla in the room, which is, and you find this out very quickly. The Steinway piano? Nark, 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 nark. Cody... The, the girl who um, Kosei meets and very quickly, I don't think there's any question that this is a spoiler because 
you know it in the first episode, yeah. basically. He falls in love with her. Right. And and he falls in love with her, and he's just friend A. And she also has a very serious illness that you start to see shades of very quickly yeah, in the I think series. Episode two is yeah. when you see her. Um, I forgot exactly what happens, but but yeah, it's 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 basically from the moment you meet her, you know something's up, and then very early on in the show, there's a scene where she collapses, and yeah, it's 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 very apparent. So, I do do we want to call spoiler territory? I, I don't I'm know. Really I don't know. I don't know if we need to call spoilers yet. Okay. I I was really I, I really liked. First of all, this anime looks and sounds amazing. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's like unparalleled. The backgrounds are, are at times like Shinkai esque. Yeah, you know the, the Shinkai level of detail and coloration. The music, half the music is straight out of you know classical history, and the the rest of it is you know is you know original scores, but they're basically made to feel classical. So everything in the music is in the show is beautiful. Yeah, the OST right, I've been listening to, and not I'm not the OST. Of course, they have like Chopin and stuff in there, which is just amazing. But but even the OST that was created for the show, it's it's very well done. I, I usually can't remember the songs from the animes afterwards because they're just not that memorable. But there's that one. There's one song particularly from 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 Your, Your Line April that I really remember a lot, and it's the one that goes. Yeah. You know, it's just it'd bewitching. The music is amazing. Yeah, and it absolutely looks beautiful. I mean. It, it, it just looking I love the way that they worked with the different seasons and things like that because yes. it's, it takes place over almost an, almost an entire year and you definitely get to see they, they really work a lot with like the, the um, cherry blossoms and, and even like there are scenes with like you know the rain and the snow and things like that and, and they even they even mention it characters say like the time in which I lived has ended or that my time is just beginning mm -hmm. and, and they play with that in the narrative and, and some of the inner dialogue that these characters have is fantastic. And it's, and it's one thing that I've seen people criticize this show for, and I can kind of agree with it in some ways. What is that what? the show is, is very melodramatic for 14 year olds. I don't think it's melodramatic. I mean, I think with what they're dealing with in the show, I mean, well, and that's and that's what I was going to say was was from the perspective of I can get it where those people are coming from. Yeah. Like and, and why they're saying because because some of they, some of the inner monologue is very poetic and yeah. it's very, you know, punchy right in the feels. Right. And but, I, I could see how they're, they're kind of young to be having this discussions. But I mean, just a, a, what they have to deal with, um, especially the main character in having to deal with the death of his mother and just the constant loss that he, he, yeah. ha you know, has to go through and the, and the, and the confusion in his emotions by, you know, he loves his mother, but his mother was also just so bad to him in a lot of ways that it's like, he hates her, but he loves her. And it's like, the which then these, becomes the piano. He yeah. hates it and he loves it. And yeah, and, and it's he like has to the things they had to deal with. Like I can completely understand the the kind of internal monologue and discussions that they would have. Yeah. Um. I mean, just it, it's, I, I yeah I I can completely understand it. Yes, of course they're a little young to be yeah. having these thoughts well. and these discussions, but it doesn't yeah. feel unnatural I, or forced to me at any point. I'm really sorry. Like they might be playing a little out of their shoes emotionally. And on the piano, because usually 14-year-olds aren't playing, you know, <laughs> Chopin ballads and stuff. But I'm sorry, this is anime. So if you're going to make a complaint that they're acting, they're, they're, too, they're doing things that are too mature for their <laughs> age, like, 
what what medium are we watching? I mean, pretty much everything. Everything in anime is a couple years younger than it ought to be, and the huge theme of this anime is springtime, and part of that is like the springtime of youth. We know that's a big thing in Japan, yeah. And the fleetingness of your youth and the symbolism that cherry blossoms have, and you know, with that. And I definitely think there is that in this show, that kind of you know quick loss of innocence as definitely. being being a, a topic of discussion. And I don't think they act fourteen. I mean, they don't feel fourteen. No. I, for, I, I I asked. I asked myself a question, you know, late, late, pretty late in the show. I was, I couldn't remember if Kosei was applying for college or high school <laughs> because I honestly didn't know. And I want to get back to the music for a minute. I thought that, you know, this, this anime has two, has two sides to itself. Part of it is this really, dr- is really powerful drama that it is. And the other side is this crazy, like, shonen competition anime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, more than a couple times they have, you know, they're competing on stage and the anime is just flaunting its, its absolutely m- marvelous use of CG with the piano and the, um, just the incredible music that they, that they you know, illustrate. And the, and the scenes in the show that take place in those concert halls, I was just mesmerized. Definitely. I mean the first I mean the music is amazing first of all but but the fact that all the characters are growing and some of them solving their problems while playing and some of the most powerful moments in the entire anime take place on the stage and it's just And you know what you so know what good. else I love talking about kind of the stage and the characters and whatnot there could have been tropes put into this anime very easily you had the young girl who could have been loli or moe or whatnot you had um kaori who could have easily fallen into that again kind of same moe trope or whatnot Mm -hmm. you had um the woman who ended up kind of being like kosei's surrogate mother where um she was the one who who had told kosei's actual mother you should make him a pianist and and that was kind of her grief and whatnot but you had her in the series and she could have easily have been like the trash talking smoking like rah, 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 strong-willed older woman and none of all of the characters well she did smoke well yeah and she but, did talk trash but and she was <laughs> but what i'm saying is is that she might have done those things yeah but she was a character oh yeah, yeah. she, was so she wasn't a trope like and that's what i really respect this series for is they they have these things in it that you could look at and you could easily go, oh, okay, I, I noticed that trope and I noticed that trope, but but they're not just that. And a lot of anime will just be like, okay, we need to have the girl who's really strong-willed and just throw her in there and whatnot. And this anime has her, but she also has problems. She also has depth. She also has complexity. And, and I just want to say, like, so many times this anime wrecked me oh yeah like so, i was crying i i easily cried at seven different points in this anime absolutely oh my god oh my god dude there were so many scenes like because i mean i, I don't know about you guys but like there were certain things in this show that i i could relate to my own upbringing and issues that i had and it's like and in those moments oh my god it just there was yeah this it was it was it was rough I I rewatched the ending of this this anime the other day just to kind of refresh my mind because I did finish it a while ago but I it, but it stuck with me it stuck with me so strongly that it's it's so hard to forget it and and I watched the ending again and I was like I was crying again like I was tears streaming not like oh I have a sniffle and a little tear like tears streaming down my face like I, I can't talk without sounding like this like like it was it wrecked me this anime destroyed me it just 
But but it wasn't like um it wasn't like like sorrow porn, you know, where it was mm-hmm. just like uh sad for the sake of being sad. It was and it wasn't even completely that it was sad. It was that it was it was so real and you can feel yeah. what these characters are going through and and a- as you mentioned the complexity of the characters but also the complexity of their situations that it wasn't so black and white. You know, it wasn't so like and I, and I go back to like his relationship with his mother. It wasn't so that she was just a bad mother. It was like that you know she was she had these issues but she she loved him and that's why she was the way she was and that he hated her for how she treated him but he also loved her because that's his mother and it's like and it's just these this complexity of emotion and uh, of these relationships that just that, that yeah that's what that's what gets me yeah and that's and that's you you said it perfectly it's it makes it relatable because even I mean I'm I'm fortunate enough to say and I know some people aren't, aren't I I have both of my parents and and they've been amazing parents in my life. And so I can't relate to Kosei from the perspective of I can't say I've been through that grief. I've been through my mother dying or something like that. I can't I can't say that. But everyone has known grief. Mm -hmm. Everyone has known the feeling of losing something, of saying something to someone that you regret, even if it's not to that extreme of you say it and then the person dies or it's your mother. But but of saying something that you say and it destroys something and something is gone and you cannot take it back. And, and that is, it's such a heartbreaking feeling that I feel like this is an anime that is made. And I love it for this. The anime may be about 13, 14 year olds or whatever, maybe pushing 15, but it is a show that is so smart and is intended for such an adult audience. And lean. Yes. I loved it for how lean it was. And like it's 22 episodes, which is kind of a leaner length anyway, mm-hmm. but it's a sh- it's a shorter length, but the fact that the show doesn't waste any time at all. There's no bullshit like filler. They don't take a trip to the hot spring. They don't yeah. they don't even waste time on like a date to the park or, you know, nothing. Nothing. There's Everything they don't waste is purposeful. anything. It's it's, yeah. it's similar purposeful. to uh like Fantastic Children or now and then, here and there, or one of those other shows that you watch, where they just they need every minute that they that they have for the story, and they spend all of it wisely, all of it. I mean, even even that middle part of the show that I mentioned that we wouldn't spoil past is is when Kosei ends up getting a student, and I really won't go too far into it because you're starting to get into like the meat of the show. Really, I mean, really, all the show is meat, but um, even at that point, I was like, okay, here it comes. Now the anime, he's we have a young girl in the show and now it's going to get dumb and she's acting quirky. Even that, though, nope. by the time that arc was finished, I was like, I get it. I get why this was in the show. Mm-hmm. I understand why this was here. And it had a beginning, middle, end resolution. And it progressed a greater storyline. It yeah. was like all of these little stories of the characters' problems resolving progressed this greater storyline of Kosei's growth. Yeah, and I feel like, I mean... W- it's easy to get caught up on like the sorrow aspect of the show. Uh, but there are, there are so many different, there's a wide range of emotion. I mean, you know, there was, there was ambition where, you know, so many of the characters, their goal was to just have their music reach someone, um, that was important to them. They wanted to be able to affect them. There's also a lot of humor in the show. Like there was, there was definitely a lot of like gags and just funny moments with the characters. And it was actually funny. Yeah, I laughed quite a few times. So it wasn't just like, Oh, this is just like, you know, just straight up sorrow constantly and you're going to be crying the entire time. But it's like, no, there are moments where you're laughing, you know, at or with the characters and that you're, 
you're compelled by by their desires and their 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 ambition and and that and that's honestly something that again adds to that realism because in in the past when I've lost someone important to me and you you have that point in your grief where you start to laugh again or you or you find something funny and and there's that immediate instinct of guilt yeah of like I'm I'm sad I've lost a person who I care about and. I shouldn't be happy. Yeah, There's it, that, that guilt. Yeah. Why am I laughing? Why when, am I happy? Right. When you smile and then you realize, oh, I shouldn't be, you're like, you feel like you shouldn't yeah. be smiling. And then you, yeah, it's, it, there's so much complexity to the emotion of the characters, which is so incredibly rare in anime. I mean, just in general, it's, you know, usually everything's just very one dimensional and it's like, okay, this is a show about X and that's all it's ever going to be about. But this show is about, it felt like so much more than that. P- people in the chat have been continually comparing this to Nodame Kuk- Cantablier, and this is such a smarter show. I mean, it's No Dame Cantablier is really a great show, but oh, it is, yeah. I mean, it's I would say that this anime that Your Lie in April is a better drama, but mm. I would say that No Dame Cantablier is a better music show because in Your Lie in Your Lie in April, the music is really a vessel for all these people's for all the characters' uh, conflicts, really. Mm. And no doubt, like no doubt, my cantabile is literally about like about studying music. music in school. So you, I mean, if you if you're trying to if you're like a music student and you want to just watch an anime that's about music, then no doubt, my cantabile is probably better a better show for that. But overall, but I I haven't seen all of no doubt, my cantabile by any stretch, so I can't really say if one's better than the other. But they're they're very different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this show, I mean, the music you could completely remove it, and that's not what the show's about. The show is about life and about love and about loss yeah about i think you'd have to put something in there yeah. to have that like I mean, goal of it, being driven yeah but it could be anything yeah it, it just so happened to have been music which is fantastic because the music in this show is incredible so i mean they nailed it but again it could have been about anything and still been just as deep and, and meaningful and moving i don't yeah. think i ever heard any character in the show ever make a mistake while they were performing Really? Well, Cole, well, see, I can't tell. Cole I'm like, say, oh, it sounds good to me. Colsey does, but it's mostly like, oh, the tempo's wrong, or it's not like he's like missing complete notes and stuff. I just thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> right. So my last my last comment on this show, because I could just talk forever about it probably, is, you know, a lot of anime, I feel really let down by how they end sometimes. You know, I didn't really care for the way the Parasite ended. That was a recent, a recent one. Mm-hmm. But... No, but this anime, Your Lie in April, has an uh, incredibly powerful ending. It, it basically is—it's the kind of ending where all of this, all of the build-up for the whole show, culminates at the end. Yeah, it's so perfect. And literally, will just bring you to your knees. Yeah. With the emotion that's in it, in there, and, the, and not only that, they give you the whole a whole additional episode to sort of wrap up the show and bring everything you saw up until the ending together in a, in a way mm-hmm. that is perfect. They don't, they don't, they don't miss anything at the end of this. Like mm-hmm. the end of this show is per is a perfect ending. This and, and, and what's even better about the show is, and, and you can go back and forth and I'll, and I'm, and I'm really trying not to spoil it right now. Um, but it's one of those things. And, and this show does it all the way through where you're sitting there and you're going, the show is going, I'm about to slap you across the face. And you're like, I know. And the show is like, <laughs> you're, I'm about to slap you across the face. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, no, you won't. You won't really. And yeah, okay, I know. And the show's like, I'm going to do it. 
and you're like, oh, no, no, I know. I know you're going to do it. And then the show slaps you across the face and you're still like, I can't believe you slapped me across the face. <laughs> so it just, oh my God, it's, it's such a freaking good show. And I'm so glad that I passed this. This was my show and I watched it <laughs> and I was like, yes, and I passed it. And this was one of the ones that I get to hang my hat on and be like, that was a Chiaki call. Yeah, there were a lot of, I mean, um, so I guess that we're kind of like summing up our thoughts on it. Yeah, I guess so. So, um, as I said, it, it, within the first couple episodes, I knew exactly what was going to happen to one of the main characters by the end of the show. That being said, it was still worth every moment of watching because yes. it's not, it's, uh, it's not, it's not the destination. It's the journey mm-hmm. that matters. And in this show, it is the journey. It is watching the characters develop, seeing what they go through and feeling it with them. You know, as we mentioned before, all of us can relate in some way or another to these characters and um, maybe not exactly, but they're, they're, you know, they're all things that we can relate to. Um, and I mean, it was masterful. I, I, there's a, a v- lately I've been a little distraught by the number of shows that we've been watching that have just been not very good or have been just okay. And I, this is, this is, definitely more than okay if if i could have if i could have an anime that has half the amount of thought put into it and half the amount of effort toward the music and the the visuals if i could have an anime like that once per season i would think we would be doing pretty well Mm. because this show is so good i'm ready to give my score i'm ready to give my score so I honestly have, I don't have anything bad to say about it. I mean, I know that's, I know that must sound ridiculous. I'm sure that some people can probably come up with things they don't like about it or whatever. And people, people in the chat or people that watched it will be, uh, will be less interested because they don't care about music or, or whatever it is. No, I don't know. But I, I don't think so. Cause I don't know anything about classical music. And yeah, but there's always somebody who's yeah. like, Oh, it's a love anime. I don't like, well, love. they're I just wrong. Watch they're stupid. So, <laughs> Like that guy at the coffee shop I talked about a, about a month ago, who was like, "I just want to watch an anime with lots of boobs." He told <laughs> me that I mean, he would not. He probably would not be into this. Yeah. So, but that being said, those people don't matter in, 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 my, in my in my review because I'm sorry, not every anime can cater to every single person, <laughs> and there's literally nothing. There's no flaw in the anime. Um, it's a testament to Noi Tamina or whatever you want to say. And it's probably the best drama I've seen since Space Brothers. Now, I know that that basically is like, oh, well, so basically it's the best anime since, like, you know, 14 months ago <laughs> or whatever. But Space Brothers was the best an- was the best drama I'd seen since, like, 2004. So that goes to say, so that goes saying something. And honestly, this anime was not, I didn't think it was a masterpiece until I saw the ending. And the ending is just, like, that last piano performance that Kosei does at the end of the show is just insane. Like, I don't know. It's a five out of five for me. It's that it it wasn't a five out of five till I saw the end, but that last scene is like, I don't even know one of anime, maybe one of anime's greatest moments. I don't know. I know, I know that kind of sounds like a strong statement, but I don't know. The level of emotion captured in that scene is just like, I'm getting ready to tear perfectly captured. I'm getting ready to tear up just talking about it. Yeah, and just the symbol, the symbolism of it, and I mean, so I'll I'll go next and I'll say you for last since it's your show. I'm gonna say five black key etudes out of five. Hmm. Okay, so, um, 
without, I'm not going to bury the lead. This is the best show I've seen in a very long time. I mean, sin- definitely since I've started doing reviews on this podcast, which has been like eight or nine months now, which is crazy. Um, it's, it, the animation is beautiful. The, the way they incorporate, I'm not a fan of CG, but the way they incorporated the CG was f- almost flawless. Um, the, the characters are all compelling and interesting and different in their own ways. Um, the music we've been over is incredible. And, uh, it's, and the symbolism, there's so much symbolism in this show. And, you know, like from moments where, where the main character meets that girl, I forget, I'm, I'm terrible with names, especially Japanese names, but Kaori? yeah, Kaori, he's on the roof of the roof, roof of the school. And she comes to ask him to participate in one of her, uh, to be her accompanist. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, and, and he's like just, just slouched over in the shadows underneath the side of this building. And she's in the sun. And she's in the sun. And you see him come out from the shadow into the, I mean, like just the, it, it is absolutely amazing. I can't think of a single, I'm, I'm, as I was watching the show, I power watched the show. I watched it in like two days. Oh my God. How entire, are you still here? How are you not a volunteers? Time, the entire time I'm like, okay something has to be bad in this show. There's got to be something, some place where they messed up and did nothing. It's, this is about as close to flawless as, as I've ever seen. And I mean, obviously <laughs> someone, our uh, avatar master nine X in the chat says, I would give it a six out of five <laughs> and I wish I could, but instead I can only give this five cherry blossoms out of five. So then it's my turn. And I echo and mirror everything you guys have said and everything I've said through the course of this review. This anime is one of the most thoughtful things I've watched in a long time. It's visually stunning. It's a pleasure on the ears. This is something This is something that I will recommend to people for years when they want a good anime. This is something that I think everyone can find something in, young, old, new, new fan, old fan, you know, whatever the case may be. And this is something that... I really needed, I really needed this show just to watch and to go, we can still make shows like this. We can, yes, the, the etchy and the titties and the crazy hyper shows have their place, but, but we can still make shows that encapsulate the essence of human emotions and really bring them out in the viewer. And without hesitation, five Chopin etudes out of five. Because uh, that's what I said. Pick another one. I, you said Black Key. I'm Bla- just saying all. I said Black Key Etude. Yeah, I'm saying Chopin. <laughs> You're ruining this moment, really? How dare you? For that? Ruining uh, this moment. This is this. We Jeez, all gave this, it a, a Hallmark card. We all gave this a five. Because it's a fucking masterpiece. Well, when was the when is the next time that's gonna happen? Uh, when was the last time this happened? Yeah, I don't remember one. I don't know. We probably did it a long time ago for like Grave of the Fireflies <laughs> or something. Okay, I, well, if I can't pick Chopin etudes, five letters. What you? I'm, I'm sorry. What you just said right now is mind blowing. What? That like something like this has may not have happened since Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah, well, we were actually, that's how le, listeners <laughs> let that sink in for a second. We this show is is on the level of something as incredible as Grave of the Fireflies. This show is a masterpiece. It's not that good. Hey, well, hey, okay, it may not be as good as Grave according of the to, According to my anime but list, this is not as good as Steins Gate. No, well, yeah. no, let's not get ridiculous now. Nothing is, is as good as Steins Gate. <laughs> Actually, that's a fact. That's, that's a, that's factual. A, that is scientifically proven. I, I have to say that hurts my soul, but, but you know. But this show, I mean, like, if you have not watched this show, 
watch this show. Yeah. Do it now. This this is this show is yes. Yes. This show is yes. This this show is yes. Confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's getting it's it's getting its credit. It's got a it's got an 8.93, which is the 13th highest score on it on my anime list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, it's it's right behind. It's probably only because a lot of people haven't seen it. I was gonna say, and if anything, I would just say it's probably lower because I would imagine a lot of people haven't watched. A it. lot of ratings on there, hundred and fifty thousand. This show is so good, I want to go read it's, the manga now. It's right behind Code Geass season two, which is an absolute joke. <laughs> Code Geass is is it's not not as good not, as not, a, not so. as good as Steins Gate. Actually, Steins Gate is better than everything in the entire world except for Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. According uh, to according, according to, to my anime. My anim- okay, well, it, uh, uh, on anime, anime news, news network, network, it's the best. Yes, the best. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Oh my god, this this feels so good. I'm so excited to to end on such a high note. We did it, guys. Um, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> this was such a feel good episode. We had like Pokemon and nostalgia and okay, you had some. I, I got so distracted <laughs> by scrotums that I forgot no, what I was saying. No, it happens were, all the time. There were no scrotums in this show. And we're back. <laughs> Our in-show weekly trivia question was, what is the name of the game in the anime dot hack sign and others in which players continually fall into comas, trapping them in the game? So which one of you wants to give me the answer? Wait, the name of the game in dot hack sign? Do you yeah. know the name? Without looking? Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't remember. A game is called The World. Oh, yes. I do. And they pretty much maintain that through all the dot hack games. Yeah. They do. All right. Well, you have joined us for the 280th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Can I just say, seriously, everybody should go watch Kimi no Uso. Please do it. Even Even if you don't like romance or don't like drama or hate, or even if you hate piano, even if you burn pianos, you hate them. Go watch Kimi no Uso because you're. It's probably going to be the best anime of the year. This and you need. It's not even that long. It's twenty two episodes. This Just anime is so good. I am considering buying it to own a physical copy. <gasps> oh my god! I don't do that. Like, but I am considering doing it a to support and b because I just think I might need to own it. Every every screenshot that you pull up of this is just completely be- just so beautiful. I'm having such a hard time to pick one for the uh, the review banner. Yeah. Um, anyways, you can find us at aaapodcast.com, iTunes. Please drop us a rating on iTunes, especially if you like us. Facebook.com forward slash Anime Addicts Anonymous Podcast. Twitter.com at aaapodcast and at aaakazuo and at Elise Kova, E-L-I-S-E-K-O-V-A. And at Mitsugi Loves Moe. <laughs> that account needs to be made. And where we broadcast live at 4 p.m. EST, 9 p.m. GMT every Sunday, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash AAA podcast. As always, thank you to those of you who join in on the live show. It's great chatting with you. It's great having your the immediate feedback and thoughts. And thank you to our callers this episode. It's always lovely to have you guys call in. And we will see you and make your anime addiction worse next week. After party, guys. See you there. Mm -hmm.